right, welcome back to the Real Mistakes on Lake Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Ramke. Alongside me, as goddamn it, usual, is um, my co-host. Now, here's the thing. You guys are used to Kurt. Well, guess what? He's back. Mr. Donovan Luzo, how you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm back from the dead. Um, how you doing, Jake? I'm good. And, and how are you? Right, I'm good. I you're, said that already. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Your hair doesn't look like you're good. I know. <laughs> My hair, like, my hair makes me look like I'm slightly homeless at this point. You but. look like Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, well, I mean, he did go to Ohio State, so. Right now, speaking of that, how's college? It is good. It is good. We are currently both the number two team in the nation. We'll get into that. Um, you know, it's good to have you back, obviously. You know, I was, I was hoping we'd get at least one recording over your Thanksgiving break, and I know we'll get probably one or two over your Christmas. Yeah. Um, I'll be here for a whole month, so. Oh, okay. We might do me, you, and Kurt one those weeks, too. All right, sounds good. Um, get a little, you know, everything. Nice part about, nothing against Kurt, nice part about having you will actually have debates, whereas Kurt is just me talking most of the time, and he kind of just gives his input. Um, which, I'm not complaining, because it's nice to have someone there, but, you know, I won't do it by myself, because, you know, it's when it's just you, it's kind of like you're talking and giving your own opinion, and then you don't have someone to counter it, you know? Exactly. So, that being said, um, we like to, you haven't been here in a while, so I have not September, and yes. it is November. So, just give a quick recap on your, um, I guess, those couple months. Normally a week, but for you, a couple, couple months. Yeah, pretty much it's just been school. I mean, been been to all the uh, home games for Ohio State. Had to... Why is Shaq, hold on, why is Shaq walking around in shoes? <laughs> oh, he's in two smallest shoes, that's what it was. Okay, keep going. Sorry. Shaq is the general. <laughs> Jesus okay, go Christ. ahead, I'm sorry. Anyway, so, you know. Like I said, pretty much just been school, went to all the Ohio State home games, had the unfortunate pleasure of watching the Oregon game, that one. I still get nightmares about running the ball to the left end. Oh, look, their running back goes untouched. Yep. Still have nightmares about that one, but I mean, the rest of the games we won, I mean, pretty convincingly in most of them. Tulsa, we looked pretty terrible. Absolutely, you did. And then... You looked terrible till like, mid-season. Like, we looked terrible until we played Akron, but it's Akron, so it doesn't really count. And we then we... Like, went backed it up and then played like Rutgers and Maryland and Indiana, who were all terrible. So we just blew them out of the water. That was the confidence builder, though. That was exactly what we needed. I mean, we then we played Nebraska and Penn State back to back. Those were closer games. Those are two tough teams. You know, personally, I think Penn State with a good quarterback is the second best team in the Big Ten. But you know, you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to win. And Nebraska is a lot better than the three and eight record. I think everybody knows that they're a lot better than that record. I mean, that nine point loss to Ohio State was the biggest margin of loss they had all season. So yeah, you know, then we whacked Purdue. Then we, I don't know what the hell happened against team up North State, but that was probably the best performance I've ever seen from Ohio State in my life. Yeah, in and a half, and we'll touch on all that too. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, you got, you're doing good in class, so that's good. Yep. Partying. So, well, yeah, of course. So, how about you? How was your week? It's good, you know, picking up another job, getting... Getting money. Getting money, so, running that, and, uh, other than that, not much. I mean, just working and sleeping. Pretty much. The, the adult life. Yeah. Haven't cooked a lot, because I haven't had the time. But, looking forward to a, uh, double Thanksgiving dinner this week. Oh, yeah, me too. Thursday, Friday? Thursday, Friday. Um, Thursday, Denny's? Yes. If, if yes. you guys can come out, or if it's just you. 
Mm-hmm. Regardless, I think, I think we'll both be able to. Okay, so um, we're gonna figure out the the time of date. I gotta text Joe about it, but uh, well, okay. date or time date is the twenty fifth. Time would be late, like eight, yeah, seven thirty eight. You know, it, and we don't do anything like heavy. Obviously, we just like a moon moon over Miami and then chit chat. Yeah, um, but I'll be over in Cleveland, so it might be somewhere closer to there. Maybe maybe Mayfield again. Okay. Um, hopefully they're open, but um. That punt was horrible. Or maybe it's just because I zoomed out. Um, but yeah, other than that, I haven't been doing much. Um, so why don't we kick into it? Um, we got, well, a lot for you to cover. Yeah, not, pretty much nothing planned. Yeah, so nothing nothing, planned nothing new. So yeah, we're just going to put a wing on it, you know. Um, let's kick it off with the NFL. Um, oh, Mac Bowl possibilities. Oh, the Big Ten game again in the quick lane. I like that. They will get murdered. Uh, it depends on who they play. Yeah, it's true. I mean, if they play Minnesota, then you know. Um, anyway, so let's let's look at it this way. The uh, let's kick it off with the NFL. We've had a lot of surprises this season. Yes, now, I haven't been able to get a lot of your input here because I think when we when you left, I think we start started pre. We watched the um, we were watching the Hall of Fame game and then the. Um, Field of Dreams game. So that yes. was the last time you were there. So you weren't even here for the season. No. Now, um, obviously, we've been, every Sunday, we text back and forth. Right. Um, sometimes we FaceTime and, you know, recap, because, you know, that's what we do. And uh, so I just want your opinion. How do you think the season's going, boating, bo- or do you think the season's boating well for a lot of these teams or not? I think that this is a really interesting year. It is, like, the most bland and best way to put it because yes. you're having these games you're having the Tennessee Titans be dominant they they beat the Bills they beat the Chiefs they beat I want to say it was the Saints they beat like four playoff teams in a row but then they they sandwiched that between a loss to the Jets and a loss to the Texans right which that sums up this season perfectly yeah the good teams are losing to the horrible teams and then or the good teams are beating the horrible teams and then can't beat their own playoff teams. Right. Like, for example, Buffalo. They're doing great against the shit teams, but as soon as they play a good team, they just can't finish it. Right. And that leads me to believe right now, I don't think there's a Super Bowl favorite at this point. I don't think so. I would pick off. If I had to pick a Super Bowl favorite right now, I would probably go with the most experienced team, which is obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. But they're not even but, looking great. I mean, they looked good last night against New York, but it's the Giants. Yeah. I mean, they fired Jason Garrett, so they, they have a new play caller, and Freddie yeah, Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. So they made it worse. The, I don't. I don't know though. I do. He, okay. Think of okay. His offensive play calling here in Cleveland was good. That's why he got that head coach job, right? He was a good play caller when he was the O coordinator. So that leads me to believe that he has room to be good. Right. He had some good offensive coordinator plays, but when he was the head coach and calling plays, it was awful. I, I think that's, that's the downside. When you're a head coach, you have so much to worry about that playing or calling plays should not be your first thing. Right. You should leave that to your coordinator, which we'll touch on that in Cleveland here in a minute. Yes. Um, but, you know, I, th- I think he's got a shit team to deal with again. Right. They might go on a win streak. They could win a few games. I mean, they do play in a pretty bad division. I mean, Washington is okay. I mean, they're starting to put it together now. They're starting to win a couple games. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia's middle of the road. Dallas is, is actually has a really good team. So, yeah. 
but Dallas might fall off too. You don't know. Right. I mean, we remember, watched we watched Dallas lose to Denver. Right. Remember what happened when we um, wait, what happened? They called him unsportsman like on thirty one. What did he do? Ran out of the field. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, sorry. We're watching the a uh, little bit of Maction right now. Ball State Buffalo. Um, but yeah, you you look at Dallas. I mean, here's here's my thought when it came to that. Oh, Culver's sounds so good. God damn it! Pay attention, Jake. Um, think about how we thought about the Raiders. They started off great, hot. Yeah. Obviously, they had some internal problems too, to be exact. Um, which I want to hear your at least three. Okay, three. But I want to hear your opinions on those again. Too. Yes. Um, and then they've fallen off. So, you know, we didn't expect Dallas to be this good. Maybe that's the thing. Right. I mean, maybe you know, their expectations were low, so now they're shocking everybody. Type deal. Right. And you know what? They do have a very good offense. One they of do. the one of the top five offenses in the league. Their defense is putting it together. They're playing what they need to play. They're not. You know, they're not. Top of the league defense. You know, Bills have had the best defense in the league so far this year. They're not the Bucks defense that carried them to the Super Bowl last year. Exactly. You know, they're not this otherworldly defense, but they're not the the Dallas Cowboys defense we saw last year, which prevented them from winning more than six games, I believe. Yeah. Um. So let's touch on the Raiders' struggles. Um. Now, obviously, me and Kurt have touched on this, but I want obviously your opinion. Um, the, obviously we had John Gruden resigning because of those emails and everything. Um, obviously I assume we both think that's wrong regardless of the jokes we make. Yes. Um, I think the, the part that really, I don't even know if it was him calling out Michael Sam. I think it was the fact that he said that the, the black guy has lips as like Michelin tires. I think that was the biggest knock. If it was the, the Michael Sam comment. You get talked to, you go to classes, suspend, whatever. But because he made that comment about, who was it? Did we even know? It was Demoris Smith. Okay. Oh, yeah, the the NFLPA uh, president. Yes. That's why. Right. It was the Players Association president. You you, you can't be doing that. also called Roger Goodell a couple expletives. Oh, which are not... We all do that. Right. I mean, you know, you can say those things, but I knew... Okay. Let me restart. Let me, let me hear the whole thing. <laughs> if you're going to say those things, let me let me clear that up. You should not say those things. But if you're going to say those things, why would you use work emails to say those? True. And why would you say them to other people? In the NFL. At all. Yeah. I mean, you could keep it to yourself. You could... Say it to your wife, say it to your family, but I would never I would never say that. But if I was going to say that, I would keep that to myself, especially in a position of that right. high level of you know, visibility where everybody can see you and everybody can critique your every move. Exactly. Knowing that you're sending it on a work email, which... Now, again, it was however many years ago, and he wasn't employed by the NFL at Right. The time. He was not employed by the NFL at the time, but he was sending it to work emails by the NFL... Yeah. So, so the NFL has every right to see these emails, release these emails. Right. So but, there's no violation of privacy there. But no, you know, for for what he did, he deserves what he's got because yes. he was going to get fired. You know, it's better for him to get to resign, get it out of the way, get out of the players' hair, and don't distract the players with that. 
Well, it's just, not. Yeah, and it's not like he's sorry to cut you off. It's not like he's going to have the respected locker room that he had the right. NFL's only openly gay player. And to be honest, the majority the majority of, of his players were African American. Right. So, but when it comes down to calling Roger Goodell a pussy, I mean, I'm sure half of the NFL does it. Exactly. But they don't. It's probably hasn't been brought up. That's the thing. Exactly. I mean, and it's. I'm sure it's wrong to say, but you you could pull up anyone's personal conversations, and there's probably stuff like that. In oh, there. I'm sure. You could pull up half group chats that probably kids like us are in, and it's right bad. But you know, you call, know. calling Roger Goodell a pussy is, in my eyes, if you're if that really hurt somebody's feelings, that's you know he's a pussy, <laughs> right? You need to grow thicker skin, right? But, the the anti gay slur and the racial slur that's too far yeah too far you know unfortunately with the way the workplace is you're probably gonna see if he he has one of them probably get fined suspended possible resignation or firing but I would just say you'd probably get suspended and well, yeah fine him both but having both you knew you you knew it was over you know but there's no place for that there is no place no. for that you know the NFL in sports leagues all over the world and all over this country are the one of the most diverse workspaces. I mean, I believe, what, is it like 70% of NFL players are minorities? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. A very high number. You know, we have uh, high-level minorities in every major sport. You know, I would say only hockey is one that there's not a lot of minorities yeah, in you, it. Yeah, I mean, but, hockey is... But hockey has taken a lot of... Hits and a lot of negative feedback for not having a very diverse population. But it's not even the fact that right. It's not that they're not doing it. It's, it's the fact that you know the game. The open. game is growing yeah. at this point. You know, because it's, it's still bigger. It's still mostly smaller of one of the four major sports, and you're seeing all these players come from Russia, Sweden, Finland, and which, you know, countries like that, which, which are, are very dominantly white, yeah, white people. White. Yeah. Which, it makes sense. Canada, for example. I mean, there's, what, maybe two or three black people in hockey, in pro hockey right now? There's a lot more than that. But well, like, big names that we know right, of. Right, big names you're thinking of. You know, P.K. Subban. Exactly. That's the biggest one I can think of. the biggest one. You know, Seth Jones. Yep. Oh, I forgot about former, him. Former Blue Jacket. I mean, even, you look at baseball. I mean, that one's probably the biggest. You right. Have, that is the most diverse pool of athletes in probably, I would say, most diverse workspace in the world. Yeah, because you've got you've got everywhere from Puerto Rican to Dominican, Venezuelan to Venezuelan to Japan, Japanese to to Caucasian to Black to Canadians, Canadians, Australians, to, exactly all over the goddamn place. So, you know, just the fact that he did it was absolutely wrong. Obviously, we don't agree. Right. I mean, it just shows that some people. Don't progress with society. No. And, I mean, at this point in society, I think we all need to make a progression. Exactly. You know, whether whether you like it or not, you know, that's your opinion. But if you're going to be open, openly against it, I think you should just expect some... Backlash. Right. You should expect some repercussions for that, for that's where we are as a society. And right. I have to say I agree with any and all repercussions you get from that. I think it was – basically, I, I think that Mark Davis looked at him and said, either you're fired or you resign. Right. And that was the end of it. So he resigned because if he gets fired from the NFL, it's bad on his rep. I mean, this is obviously bad on his rep in general, but the resign portion, you know, isn't as bad if you look at it, you know. Exactly. And that's why he did it. 
Um, not to move on from this, but we're going to move on from this. The next event that happened with the Raiders, you had a, uh, a good speedy wide receiver, which that's a terrible, terrible pun to use at this moment, but um, he did go on to end up getting very intoxicated and crashed his Corvette Stingray at 100, why is Shaq in the bath in the shower? At 127 miles an hour, killing a uh, young lady and her dog, uh, which that then caught on fire. So he was uh, arrested with DUI with um, a death, which is basically behavior manslaughter. Yes. In Vegas, it's considered DUI with death. So he was up to 40 years in prison. And then he got animal cruelty charges on top of that for killing that dog. That's just stupid. I mean, there's, there's one take to this. It's stupid. If, I really don't see how you could think anything else no. about this. It's stupid. If you get that, if you get that drunk, take an Uber. Do not drive. And even if you, for some unknown, unforsaken reason, you decide I'm going to get in the car and drive while I'm drunk, there is no one. There is not one good reason at all to ever be going 127 miles per hour. Well, that was at impact. It was a- Right, he was going yeah. like one fifty, one sixty before that, and you saw that security cam footage. Yeah, he was. By. It was a moving. split second. Now, the other thing is, you um, God damn it, that's not funny. Bad time to laugh. Okay, we were laughing at something on TV. Um, or I was, not we. Sorry, I'll take the credit because it was me. The NFL has a protocol in place. If you're that drunk, call they, this number. Yes, they two have. people will show up. One to drive your car home and one to drive you home. Yes. For everyone, including executives, owners, what have you. Why didn't he use it? You know, what I all I have to think is that he got drunk, so he let his guard down. He was like, I'm the I'm the man type thing. Probably. He's got his nice Corvette stingray in the parking lot. He's like, I'm gonna take this thing and we're gonna go real fast, like trying to flex. And I don't think I don't think he was really re- un- realizing what damage he was going to do or no. was capable of doing. But no matter if you know what you're doing or you don't know what you're doing at that point, you t- you take all responsibility and you have to know that you cannot get in a car while you're intoxicated. Exactly. And the other thing, even like it was didn't he have his girlfriend with him? He did. Why didn't she try to stop him? I'm sure he was out with friends or something. Why didn't they stop him? You know, it just, it's all a whole thing that the story's still developing. Like, we still don't know right. everything. Um, but I don't know if you saw this. Mark Davis did end up going to the funeral for that young lady. I saw on Twitter that there were multiple possibilities a PR stunt to stop legal charges or to just be a kind gentleman. I feel like, I feel like he was, just, I feel like he was trying to show sympathy. Yeah. Try and be like, hey, listen, like, this is not what our organization represents. I'm going to come here and I'm going to show you what we represent. We represent, you know, empathy. We care a lot about people. I would hope so. Right. You know, that's what I'm hoping. Regardless, I'm sure they're still going to get sued. You know, all the jokes about Mark Davis and his stupid ass haircut. But so bad. I don't think I've ever seen anything about Mark Davis really being an asshole. And no. I could be, I could be very wrong. You know, you guys could easily call me out and reply with, you know, scre- uh, screenshots of like, news stories where he's like, you know, doing whatever, but I don't ever recall him being an awful human being. The, the only, I feel like the only people that say that is Oakland fans because he moved them. That's yeah. It. But that's not a viable option. Reason. That whatever. doesn't make him an awful person. He's doing it for money. 
Exactly. If you if you had the chance to make millions more dollars, would you not take it? Right. So, um, as I said in the last one, obviously thoughts first got to that young lady's family. Yes. Um, I knew you'd get to that too, so that's I'm just pushing along, trying to get this going. Um, I think that's mostly the sad news out of that. And then, I mean, we could just touch on this last one. Damon Arnett, former Ohio State corner, wait, caught on video waving a gun around saying he's going to kill somebody. Once again, that's just stupid. I oh, mean, I don't care how mad you are at somebody. Why would you post a video on the internet saying you're going to kill somebody and waving around a gun? Oh, if we're going to touch on that too, well, we might as well touch on this one. Um, uh, I don't know. Some, some of these things that these NFL players do are very inexplicable to me. It's yeah. Keep going. It it just kind of is dumbfounding how much these NFL players. I don't think some of them really realize what they have and how fortunate they are to have that. Yeah. And they kind of take it for granted. You know, if he really had a problem with somebody, text them. Say say it to them in a text because I that's less likely to get out there than posting a video on Instagram saying you're going to kill somebody. I will say that. You know, you shouldn't ever be telling somebody you're going to kill them, but like. If you really have a much of a problem, why don't you just text them and be like, "Hey, dude, like, what, what the hell?" Like, yeah. Now, do, do we know was he drunk saying this? I have no idea. All right, so here's my thought. Now, obviously, you shouldn't do that, but say, say you're at a bar, right? Yeah. And a guy comes up to, you, drunk up to, and starts yelling, "You go, I'm gonna fucking kill you." That guy's not gonna kill you. If a guy walks up to you and whispers in your, that guy's gonna kill you. Yeah. So. Yes, he probably wouldn't have actually done it, but it's still the fact that you shouldn't, you know? Right. But um, You just can't say that. Right. So the other news we got, Zach Stacy, former oh. um, Jets running back, was caught on video, um, and this is just horrible. The worst kind of human being. The, the uh, He is just absolute trash. You see him just getting, I, I don't even know what happened or why it caused it, but you see him going after his girlfriend, and then eventually ripping her off the couch and throwing her into the TV and then doing it again. Um, obviously, he has been since charged with domestic assault. Uh, but it's still the fact that just watching that was... That's just... You I saw the video too, right? Yes, okay. I don't know. As a man who has been with females before, I don't right. know. I, nothing has ever... I've been very mad at them before, but nothing would ever make me do that. Exactly, that's the you same know, way I am. As a man, you do not hit women. I don't no. care what happens. I don't care what they're doing. You know, you know. okay, if Ronda Rousey comes up to you and starts beating you up, okay, that's a little thing. Then it becomes but, a fight. Right, I mean, I, I uh, would... You have I still action. may not even fight back right. because I know she's going to kick my ass, but... Yeah, you're better still, off not putting up a fight. Still, as a man, you do not put your hands on a woman. Uh, unless it's like WWE type shit. Right, I mean... You're not doing it. I mean, unless, obviously, like... You're just giving them like a, I don't know, like a little playful slap, or it's consensual. I don't yeah. know what you guys are into. Yeah, but if it's in the bedroom, uh, fucking whatever. All bets are off. Oh. Just like clothes, I hope. <laughs> God damn it! Fucking if she wants you to, if you're in the bedroom, she wants you to throw her against the wall. Do it the fuck. I don't care. But when it comes to not that shit, absolutely not. You're the worst kind of human being if you do that type of shit. So right. he and just, that actually just surfaced. That was that was very recent. But he does—he is deserving of all charges. Yes, and boy, is he going to make a lot of friends in prison. Yeah, you're right. They do not, from what I understand, they're people who are like child predators. 
like rapists, molesters, and people who people just who like prey on people who are weaker than them, people who are women and children. Yeah, they're the they yeah. they get a whole lot of love in prison, and yeah. I do mean it. They do get a whole lot of love when they drop the soap. Exactly. So um, I guess we should probably move on from all of this because get back into the sports here. Um, so I just want to touch on your thought. What do you think about the Chiefs after their very awful week? Like what one to well one was, eh, and, and then they were they shouldn't have won. But they from were then like, to like two to two and four at one point. They were bad. Yeah, and then now they're back. You think they are? They're back. Yep. There, I do think they win the West though. They, here's the thing: they have to beat the Chargers again to win the West. I think they'll win the West. I think they will. I think they'll beat the Chargers again. I think they're going to go on a very nice run here to end the season. Well, who do they have after this? Because the season's almost over. I can't believe the season it. is almost over. It is insane. I it blows my mind that this we're eleven games in. Over. Yeah, we're we're hitting week twelve. So this week. six games left. This week they have. Where the hell are they? They have a bye this week. Did they? Did they play last week? Yes, they played the Cowboys last week. They beat the Cowboys nineteen to six. Yes. So they're they're seven and four now. Their remaining schedule: Broncos or bye week Broncos, Raiders, Charters, Charters, Chargers, Steelers, Bengals, Broncos. So they probably will win out unless they lose. Now, obviously, it's an any Sunday kind of game. So exactly, I'm sure they'll lose one of those games. They may lose the Chargers, but. They, they could lose to the Bengals, too, personally. They I could. Think. They and, and if the Steelers play a solid game, they could lose to them, too. And if the Broncos show out. I mean, the Broncos are 5-5 five and five right now. I would, yeah. I mean, after everything that's happened. They got two Broncos games. Looking at looking at Tennessee with no Derrick Henry. Looking at Buffalo not performing well against good teams. I think Kansas City has reemerged as the number one team back in the AFC as a favorite in the Buffalo AFC, at least. Doing, yeah, and we're going to touch on Buffalo in here. You know, you have your north. Your north is so evenly divided. Baltimore hasn't looked Baltimore esque. Cincinnati hasn't started off strong, and then Cincinnati hasn't looked great as of recent. Cleveland is. I mean, we will touch on this. Yeah, Cleveland's we're touch on that. injury battered team looks awful, and I don't. I personally don't see Pittsburgh as being a big threat. They may sneak into the wild card into the playoffs. I do think that they may do that, but I don't think they're going to go past that wild card. I mean, weekend. we if if it all goes right, the North could have all all yeah. the playoff, all the wild cards out of the North, which would be that's yes awesome, honestly. But so real quick, let's touch on Buffalo. Um, the stat I saw. They are very rough against winning teams and very good against bad teams. Yes. What the hell is going on in Buffalo? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I've seen Josh Allen play pretty poorly. I mean, he played. He's had great games and horrible games. Right, he's had great games. He had bad games. It looks like he's back to that Josh Allen that we had before last year. Is is he experiencing his sophomore slump in his junior year? I kind of hate to say it, but I think that last year was an anomaly. Yeah, and that the Josh Allen we're seeing this year is Josh Allen. It could be. I, I, that's what I believe. You know, he may just be having a down year. It's very possible. He also did get paid. He did get paid. So you know, it's very possible he comes back next year and has another MVP esque season. But he's it's, still in the running for MVP. Right. I would also say it's just as equally likely that he has another inconsistent type season. Right. And now, as Buffalo, you don't want that, but at the same time, watching him in the playoffs, that's a different Josh Allen. Right. 
it, that's the Josh Allen I want on my team 24-7. So, I mean, I don't know how they're going to pan out this year. Right now, I don't even think they're in the division lead right now. I don't they're not. The Patriots took it over. Let's talk about them real quick. Mac Jones, Patriots. Mac Jones looking real good. I told you. I agreed with you. I told you Mac Jones was the most pro-ready quarterback. I know. I just want to tell you. Of I a bunch. You. Oh, we agreed on that. But Yes, I believe. I, I, I told you that. Or maybe maybe I didn't tell you this. Maybe I told Kevin this. Regardless, I told either you or Kevin this that Mac Jones could very well lead the Patriots to the playoffs this year in his rookie year, and in the future could just be the next Tom Brady. That is true. I do. I could see that. I do agree with your statement. You just got to look at how Tom Brady started. Right. The runs and the short passes. Exactly. What, is he, what did he do the whole time in goddamn New England? He didn't air the ball out very often. Right. I mean, of course, he does have a very pretty deep ball, and when he did it, it was almost perfect every single time. But that wasn't their offense. Their offense is... Short passes and runs. Short passes. Pick apart the defense. The best way to do it. Bill Belichick will tell you exactly what they're going to do. And if you have a lot of smart players like Mac Jones, Mac Jones was probably the smartest quarterback coming out of this draft. Absolutely. Mac Jones was a perfect fit in New England. And I'm so mad that they got him. Now, if the other thing, too, what if Trey Lance would have fallen to 15? Right. We could be seeing the same thing. I don't know how successful they would be with Trey Lance. Because last year we saw them with Cam, and they weren't great. And that's a, that's a similar offense I think you need to run with Trey Lance. Because I feel like if you're trying to exclusively throw the ball with Trey Lance, you're, you're limiting how effective you could be on offense. True. But, I mean, at the same time, when you got to scramble, you got to scramble, you know? Right. So who, who even knows, you know, it— that's one of those that you'd have to. He was passing line of scrimmage, hundred percent. You have to look at it, or you would have to go back in time and switch it. Basically, yeah. If we went back in time right now, you know, Mac Jones is going possibly number two. Yes, Zach Zach Wilson could have fallen to them, and I think Zach Wilson would have done better in that offense than he is in the Jets' offense. Yes, you, you know, know that's that's a whole thing about rookie quarterbacks, and I mean, in a little bit, I'm going to get your opinion here on rookie quarterbacks, kind of like. How you're feeling about them? What you think about them? Yeah, once we finish our little yeah. team spiel, gotcha. So, Zach Wilson, you know the Jets' offense is just horrendous. Yeah, there's no good. But it's that's half it's of the a, game for these rookie quarterbacks is getting into a scheme you fit. Exactly. You know, got to work it out. Zach Wilson is a strong arm. I hate to say it because he's never going to be that talented. But Aaron Rodgers as quarterback, you know. He, he reminds me of Aaron Rodgers mixed with Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger. I would say, I was going to say, his biggest comp for me is Ben Roethlisberger, where he's got that ability to move out of the pocket, break the tackle, and make the huge throw. Yeah. You know, Ben's arm is gone now, but back in the day, he had a cannon. He did. And that's, that's Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has this huge arm. And if you're playing him in an offense where you're not taking a lot of deep shots— He's not really going to succeed as well. No, not at all. You know, so a, a team like Tampa Bay, a, Tampa Bay previous to Tom Brady, you know, they, they kind of improv or adjusted the offense for Tom Brady. Absolutely. Like anyone would. Right. I mean, of course, you're going to adjust to the strengths of the best, most accomplished quarterback uh, of all time. I feel like the best offensive he would fit in as of current day and looking at current players right now, New England. The short throws. That would yeah. give him his confidence. Tampa Bay, possibly Dallas, the Chargers, and the Packers. I think another one in there that's kind of a wild card, New Orleans. Yeah, you're not wrong. Sean Payton could do a lot of good with these quarterbacks. 
I didn't even think about them because I'm thinking Winston. New Orleans tends to throw the ball deep. I mean, you don't really see it with Michael Thomas. Well, you got yeah. Well, he's gone. Right. And he's done. He's not playing there again. No, there's he's no way. Done. Um, but but I could see it. Now, yeah, I mean, it's all scheme. So like, you yeah. know, if you if you put Zach Wilson on a team that doesn't like to air the ball out, you're not going to get success. Right. Trey Lance, you're not going to get a team that likes to run the ball or take advantage of like short intermediate passes. Yeah, like Baltimore or something. Yeah, you know. Trey Lance would have been a good fit in Baltimore, Arizona, the Chargers again. He could Denver, fit, he could have fit well in Tennessee. Tennessee. Um, even look at. Well, we'll get to the quarterbacks in a minute. Right. Um, let's touch on the North really quick. Baltimore, we know they're kind of Baltimore has been figuring them out a little iffy. Lamar has played out of this world so far. He has finally found out how to throw a ball. Yes, I don't think it's for long, because you get him rattled, and what's he going to do? Take off. It, right. We it, watched it in the Miami game. Yes, the Miami put the perfect script on how to take care of Lamar. Just like the Bills put on the perfect script on how to take care of the Chiefs. So, the AFC North right now is kind of wide open. I would say opinion. it's wide open. I mean, we have to beat them twice right. to win it. We have but them, it's very possible. We have them this Sunday. We have a bye week and we have them again. You know, we got Cincinnati again. We got Pittsburgh again. We got Raiders and Packers in there. So, we have a brutal finishing schedule. Kind of. It's I mean, a very brutal schedule. Well, okay, you look at the Raiders and the Bengals might be your two easiest games out of that. And yeah. if they play the Steelers better, that's three. Other than that, yeah, you've got the Bengals, or the Raiders, Rams, fuck. Packers. Packers and the goddamn Ravens, Ravens twice. twice. But you do have them coming off the bye that second time, right. so, which will be nice. So the Ra- I believe the Ravens have already had their bye. Yes. So we're going to get three weeks of Ravens preparation. They go... The Ravens go Browns, Steelers, Browns. Right. We're going to get three weeks of Ravens preparation, and the Ravens are only going to get one, two. Two, yeah. No. They're going to get two. So that – I kind of hate to say it, but I don't think we're going to win this one. I don't really – I don't necessarily think this one's going to be close based on the way we've played so far. But for this preparation, I think the three weeks of preparation plus a week of getting healthy is definitely going to help us for that second game. I give us a lot better chance to win that second game. Right. Um – I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure of which one's home. It's away home. I was say I believe that second Actually, we one get Sunday night this week in Baltimore. Okay, so we are. Which I'll be at work. Okay. But I'll. I me and Aunt, so me and Andrew, um, we're gonna ooh, deep shot. Let's see if he gets it. Oh, Should have caught it. Could have had the flag too. That could have gone both ways on that flag. Anyway, um, he's the other manager, so we're gonna try and get our breaks at the same time and watch it on the phone. Yeah. Just go to the office. Um. Let's let's go look at the um, oh and the Ravens with their, their their running back spot is so wide open. Anyone they they basically should just have open tryouts at this point. Right. I mean, one week it's Tyson Williams. One week it's Latavius Murray. One week it's Devontae Freeman. One week it's Le'Veon Bell. Right now he's released. Yeah. So um, this the the Bengals. You look at I don't know I don't know if he caught that, but he's gone. If he did. Oh, he stayed up. Oh. Um, this is great radio, sorry. Um, the the Bengals, they started out very strong, and they just had a downfall, too. I mean, Jamar Chase was looking like the Rookie of the Year candidate. Right. And now, Mac Jones, right now. I don't think Jamar is the Rookie of the Year candidate favorite right now. Um, they're, I think, 
I really think it's their defense is what's it's, stalling. I don't. Them. I don't like their defense. I mean, they have. I like their. I like their first line. I do like Hendrickson's played pretty well. So Fantastic. he. You know, that was one of the big things about him was why are you giving that much money? He's had this one good season. People thought he was overrated. I mean, I do think he's overrated, but just because somebody's overrated doesn't mean they're bad. Right, but he's he's shown out why he's he played well. Money. He's played very well. Um, um, you know, the interior that whole line has it. played great. Did he knee down though? No, no. And Logan Wilson and second levels played excellent, but the secondary has just been not gr- not good. Not even not great, not good. Oh, beautiful play. If okay, pause. If you guys get the opportunity to look at this, this Ball State Buffalo game with about uh, under a minute or under a couple two minutes left, there was I think a it's pick six, four minutes in the game. That angle looks like his knee was down. This dude, it was a tip ball, and he caught it just off the hair of his dick, basically. And his knee, oh, his knee went down. I think his knee went down. If it if it stands, I don't know if that's. No enough yeah. evidence, though. It, from the looks of it right now, he left his knee up far enough and took this thing back to the house. So if you guys get a chance, go look at that review, that replay. Um, but go back to the Bengals here. Sorry. Bengals secondary has just been not good. No, you, the, the easiest play, go over the top or run the ball. Their run defense has not been Right. Good. I mean, you saw the Browns do it. The Browns put up 41 points on the Bengals, and the Browns with one of the – are supposed to have one of the best offenses in the league, but they do not. Let's let's just be real honest. They do not have a good offense this year. You know, whether it be Baker's injury or whatever. I, you know. I think Baker's injury is limiting them. Right. I mean, well, once again, we have to touch on yeah, the Browns we're still. We're going to get to that last year. Yeah. Browns, rookie QBs in college. But, you know, their defense just isn't great. You know, they have a really good offense. Really, really good offense. Yeah, they, that offense should be leading, but once it, like, you look at the Browns game. After that pick six in the opening drive, they were not the same. Right. Because they, they lost all momentum. Um, let's look at the Steelers really quick. You know, Big Ben is old. He should have retired, personally. I think they should have moved on, given Mason Rudolph the keys to the offense, seen how he can do it. I don't. I think the fact that they didn't give him the key to the offense is what kind of screwed them in um, in him trying to start. You know, they're, they're, they're pulling what they should do with Justin Fields in Chicago. Ease him in. They're not giving him the straight keys and saying go flow, which they should. Um, I feel like Mason could possibly be a better quarterback than. Oh, he was down. Never mind. Don't go look at the replay. Um, he is. I, I feel like he's better than he can or than he is right now. You know, I feel like it's worth giving him a full season of starting. I think that happens next year. You know, and then you can look for the draft. But. I think at this point, Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, he's he's been beaten up. You he's know, limiting his, them. His arm strength isn't what it used to be. He can't move anymore. It's it's not great for them. I mean, he like Jake said, he is limiting them. But they drafted a stud running back in Najee Harris. He, I mean, he can do it all. I mean, he plays more snaps than anybody, and he's a rookie. And that's that's why it's a perfect opportunity right. to give Mason the keys. They have excellent. They have an excellent receiving core. They do. They do. They have four good receivers. Their defense can be iffy at times. Their defense. Their defense is a solid top ten unit. But they can be yeah, iffy. right. They can have some games where they're a little iffy. But still, I would take that defense nine nine times out of ten. Right. You know their line's a little rough. Too, now but the offensive line that's. Not looking good. They are a bunch of young guys. They've played a lot better than I thought they would. Right. We I would that whole team. I would not. I would have put that team as bottom five, maybe even bottom 
two offensive line to start this year. You know, I would say they've worked their way up to low mid tier offensive line, but right. still, it's it needs improving. But there, but a lot of those guys are young, so you know, letting them all play together right now and letting them develop together is going to be very helpful for them. And you know, it and then of course cherry on the top for them, Mike Tomlin. I mean, he is one of He's the one of the greatest coaches of this generation. Right. They haven't had a losing season with him. I don't really see it happening this year. It could. I mean, they, if they fall apart, it could. I believe they are four, five, four, and one at this point. So they have seven games left. I don't personally see them having a losing record, but I also I, I don't know. So let's check out their schedule. It really will quick. be. It'll be interesting to see. I don't. Mike Tomlin is just a great coach, great defensive mind, and he's a genius. He makes adjustments that are needed to. He's able to get his guys ready for games, and he's able to make the in-game adjustments. You know, you have some coaches that, you know, they can make in-game adjustments, but they can't talk to a team. You have some guys that can fire up anybody. They could make – you could make a person on the street run to a brick wall, but you can't coach. You can't right. make any game adjustments. Mike Tomlin is very good at both of them, and I'd probably say Mike Tomlin is the second-best coach in the NFL behind Bill Belichick. Yeah, so this is their remaining schedule. This is a rough one for them, too. They got the Bengals this week, and that one's in Paul Brown because they played them in Pittsburgh when I was up there that week against when we played the Bears. Then they got Ravens. Then they got the Vikings. Then the Titans. Then the Chiefs. Then us. Then the Ravens again. That's a really tough That's So That's harder that's, than ours. Yeah. So they're really the only two wins that I see them getting out of that is Vikings Bengals, but right. Vikings and that Vikings also. that Vikings team has improved a lot since we played them up there in uh, U.S. Bank Stadium. Exactly, beautiful stadium, by the way. I know it doesn't really matter, but right. But still, I mean, they, you know, just oh, that's going to be rough for them. That's a brutal schedule, but I they're think sitting at five four and one right now. I could personally, I could see him beating the Bengals. I could see him pulling out that Titans win now that Derrick Henry's out. I don't know though that those Titans they they are still good. That is still a very good team, but and, and so even be, if they win those three games, that's still one, two, three, four losses that right, puts them under eight, eight and one, eight, eight and one, yeah. So that wouldn't be under. Yeah, oh, the, yeah, but who knows? It's it's the NFL. It's any given Sunday. right, any given Sunday. So so it, let's let's move on to the the Browns. So since you have been here, Baker Mayfield has torn his labrum. Knee injury, foot injury, ankle injury, what else is there? Um, Don't forget, he has a broken humerus. Does he? Yes. Oh, okay. Even better. And he's still playing. I give the man credit. He's a fucking trooper. But should he... St- that's a... Wow. He, should he be playing? Absolutely not. After all those, I don't think he should. Um, do, would I love him to play? Absolutely. He, he obviously is a leader on this team, no matter what. But he's got too much... Too much going on right now, where I I and I think I think Stefanski is a little scared to do it because a it might hurt his confidence and b I don't I mean he put the trust in Keenum in that Thursday night game Keenum did great but if your team is down Baker Mayfield what's that going to do to your offense too right so I feel like that's Stefanski's worry but at the same time I don't know you know it it could be free play it could be anything. So, personally, what I believe is that, um, God damn, how many picks is this guy going to throw? It doesn't count, but... Still, but that's three that we've watched. Um, 
So, you know, and, and you're down Conklin, which he should be coming back Conklin this week. should be coming back. Hunt should come be back. coming back. I mean, we were out Chubb for right. two games. I, you know what? I wouldn't even be upset if Stefanski was like, you know what, guys? We have a bye week next week. Get another week of rest. Let's get really healthy. Yeah. Let's make this Let's make this stretch run. Let's Five games left. Let's win them all. Put, honestly, I would look at it this way. You got your bye week next week. Yes, you have the Ravens in Baltimore. What do you got to lose at this point? You are five and five. No, right. you're a six and five. Six and five. Six and five. You have a winning record. This would put you at six and six if you lose. You're still you're still got a five hundred record. Give Keenum the offense. Why not? You're, you you're gonna have Chubb. I mean, he showed out in giving it to Dearness Johnson. Look how he played when we were out Chubb. Right. I mean. It wouldn't be the worst option. It gives Baker a little more time to heal. I mean, obviously, regardless, he has to have surgery at the end of the year. He has to have – this offseason for him is going to be straight recovery because he has everything. And you can see it. When right. He's playing. I mean, he did not play the greatest game last week or this weekend. I was there. It was not great. But, I mean, the whole game – and the defense isn't performing the way they should. The old line's a little rough. O-line has not played as well as they did last year. The run game, for some reason, Stefanski is straying away from the team identity. You are a running fucking team. I mean, and then we had OBJ released, which, good riddance. But, honestly, ever since we left Sen- let Sandejo go, it's been rough. Yeah. It's been rough. Look at Indy right now. Indy is winning. Could that be our problem? Is no. it? Is it Sandejo? I... I don't know what's really going on with this team. Baker's injuries are hampering him. It might be a Stefanski sophomore slump. I think that's part of it. Stefanski has been, you know, just looking at it from an unbiased perspective, Stefanski has been awful coach this year. He has. You know, Kevin Stefanski isn't an awful coach. I would no. not say that. You know, and maybe we just saw one fluke year out of him, but I really don't believe that. You know, maybe that's me just trying to be a Browns fan, or maybe that's just me being, you know, me trying to be realistic. I don't really know, but I don't. I think Kevin Stefanski's a good coach. I think he's he's a great coach. He's a. Genius. I think he's thinking too much right now. He probably is. He's thinking. He's overthinking things. You know, Baker is hurt. He's hampered. He's not playing well. He's not going to play well. No. You know, we're we're still a team trying to make the playoffs, so that's why we're seeing Baker Mayfield still play. But at some point this season, I think we gotta just be, look at Baker and be like, "You got it. You got to stop. You got to sit down. You yeah. got to because if." If he is truly what we view as a franchise quarterback, then we would sit him so we wouldn't get much worse damage. Yeah, and 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 the other thing too. Okay, our last two games: Steelers, Bengals. If if we are in the hunt, then, and we haven't solidified the opportunity to be a playoff team yet, he still starts. But if we are in the playoffs, at that point, I think Baker is sitting those two weeks. Personally. Yeah. There, there is no reason that Stefanski wouldn't sit him. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. There, there is no reason he shouldn't sit him. Because in the Steelers game, you don't really need that. Yes, you have T.J. Watt coming off the edge. Case Keenum can move around. Not as we are, well as We are paying Case Keenum $7 million a year. We should we shouldn't be doing that so he gets to watch Baker Mayfield do what he does with his injuries. He's he's sitting there to teach Baker Mayfield is what it is. And yes, it's a smart idea, but at this point he should be 
running the offense, I think. Now, when it comes down to that, if we if we can win these next two, three, four, I think we have to at least finish this season ten and seven. We, so if we win these next four, we got to go at least. Wins, we right? have to have at least a winning record over this back half of the season. Yeah. But ten and seven may not even be enough. No. So if we win these next four games, that puts you at ten and six. No, ten and five. Ten right? and five. I think that's when Stefanski looks at Baker and goes, "All right, you're sitting." I think if we do not have a playoff spot solidified, he won't do it. But if we have one, or if in we're stone, completely out of the playoffs, right? Then he's going to. It's once once our destiny is solidified, that's when Baker will get sat. And then at that point, Baker will get the surgery. Yes. So if if we're out of the playoffs, Baker sits. He gets surgery. That means his recovery time is better for us. Six weeks. Still six weeks. It's, oh yeah, you had it. Okay, so yes, it's labrum surgery. So I had labrum surgery. So I actually just looked at the pictures last night. Um, I had a tear in my labrum. I'm not really sure about Baker's tear anymore, but my tear was from the top to the bottom all along the back. Mm-hmm. So what happened was labrum, which holds your shoulder in place, is connected to the bone, so it just holds it in place. Mine was ripped off the bone, so my shoulder was able to dislocate from doing things like sneezing. And I'm not joking. I have dislocated my shoulder from sneezing. It's six weeks till you can start lifting again, six months till contact sports. And in that position for Baker, taking those hits, I would assume he's going to be six months out. So he will probably be... Out preseason. I would. I don't think we're going to see him preseason at all. Because he should be back. Depending on who we play week one. Right. I mean, he may miss, he may miss some training camp. He may just he just may not be ready for training camp. He should be cleared by training camp, but he just may not be ready at that point. Say we make okay. Say we make the playoffs, right, Jeremy? Well, whether whether we make it or not, uh, Jan- okay, yeah. January tenth is the last game. Yeah. So you got that would be July. Yes, middle of July. So he may miss some training. He should be cleared by training camp, but he may miss a, he may miss it. He could miss week one. Right. He could be worst, he could worst. be on the pup list. Yeah. Which would be bad. I doubt he misses any football, like regular season football, but he may miss some training camp. He may be a little rusty to start the year next year. But everyone's going to look at him and go, trade him, cut him. The labrum tear on your non-dominant shoulder is not, it's not an injury to worry about. And we're lucky it's not, it's not dominant. Yes, it is non-dominant. It's it's non-dominant. You know, know, non-dominant labral tear is nothing to worry about. He will be fine. You know, he only did it because he made a tackle. That's the only reason he's going to use that arm. You know, he might get hit on that arm and And it might hurt. It's going to hurt. He still went out and made a block after that. Do you remember that? He'll be he'll be all right. He should be fine. That's what I was going to Yeah. Um. So after that, yeah, that's what I was thinking when I saw that. Um. You know, we got a rough stretch. We got to play better. It's basically the right the combination of that. Um, I'm looking at the time here. Let's uh, let's go on to the quarterbacks here. Yeah. Maybe so you want to hear my opinions? Yes, I'm going to start out with mine, and then I'm going to listen to you. So I'm just going to basically read that. Uh, yes. Okay. So I'm just going to touch upon like what I'm. I'm getting another beer. Okay. So pretty much, I'm just going to touch upon what I was doing earlier, which was the. You know, scheme fits and all that such, such and such. So, number one pick, Trevor Lawrence. I mean... We're just going right. to discuss Just this. discuss these. Yeah, okay. Trevor Thanks. Lawrence, right, needs... You know, whole thing is scheme fit. He, 
Sorry. Oh, fuck. I personally believe Trevor Lawrence is better suited for a aerial offense. Urban Meyer is a good coach for an aerial offense, but is he a good NFL coach? Urban Meyer is not an NFL coach. No, the answer is no. I was going to say it's a debate for another day, but it's not a debate. He's not a good NFL coach. Um, we did forget to touch on the Urban Meyer story, but we're not we, going we, to. It, that was just funny. It was funny. Okay. Anyway, you know, Trevor Lawrence, personally, I still see him as the best quarterback in the class. You know, I believe he had the second highest floor behind Mac Jones. So if we're talking floor and ceiling before the draft, I was looking at it as Mac Jones had the highest floor, then Trevor Lawrence, and then any of those three guys you could put in any order. I personally would have went Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson. Yeah. But for ceiling, I'm thinking Mac Jones number one with that ceiling was right. I had Mac Jones had that lowest ceiling. Yeah. Where second lowest ceiling. I, you know, I do not think that these guys' ceilings are super low, but I think, you know, just a touch lower than the other one. I would put Zach Wilson at four, Trey Lance at three, Fields, Fields yeah. two, with uh, Lawrence one. You know, Trevor Lawrence has, he was almost a can't miss prospect, and you know what? He hasn't played great this year, but he's a rookie. He's with Jacksonville. He doesn't have a great coach. Team. Doesn't have good talent. So it'll be. It remains to be seen. You know, he might be worse next year because of sophomore slump. Here's my thought. He has played mediocre football this year. Yes. Very mediocre. He has a god-awful coach in Urban Meyer. I mean, I loved Urban. Great great coach. Right. I love Urban. He's but a very good college coach. Exceptional college coach. He, His comment is like playing Alabama every week. Yeah. You're in the NFL. That that proved to me right there that he was not ready for this. Yes. Um, His line is... His receivers, his lines, his everything just crash. I mean, yes, that would basically be like him going to the 0-16 Browns being the quarterback, ultimately. But you look at it this way. My thought right now, he's the worst prospect out of them. Think so? Yep. Um, the way I'm looking at it right now, Mac Jones, Trey Lance. Just prospect-wise? or, or well, Actually, well, him and Zach Wilson are tied in my opinion. Well, no, okay, he's second worst. Okay, so mine was Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Fields, Lawrence, Wilson right yes. now. That's what I'm sitting at because we look at – have you seen this commercial? Yes. Funny. Um, so he's just – he's not playing good. They finally got their that one win. You know, good for them. Should have boosted his confidence more. It didn't. Um, he's just – he, I haven't watched much of him, but it seems – from what I've just heard, it seems like he's scrambling around trying to find shit. That's it not seems okay. like he's still trying to do his Clemson stuff in the NFL, which will not work. Is not going to work. So, I personally, yeah, I think he's number four. Let's move on to Zach Wilson, number two pick. All right. Yes. Awful. So good. Done. Okay, I'm just going. I'm just going <laughs> to. Okay, I'm just going to interrupt you real quick. First off, yes, that is true. That's all you need to say about Zach Wilson. I think. I thought he was going to be better. We both but, did. Okay. I'm, I'll better elaborate. Than this. Better than I'll this. elaborate, but. I only so I will do it after you, but I only touched on my pre-draft, yeah. which I will touch on post-draft in a second here. But oh, my pre-draft was about the same. Yeah, except I thought I thought Mac Jones then T Law. Yeah, but you know that's just because I I watched him in college. Right. I mean, I watched him torch my defense. Yeah, you. That was but, really the only times you watched him. To be fair, that defense is really bad. Fifty-two. I mean, 52. Our, anyway. def- our defense is only a little better this year. 
So, yeah, uh, well, if you want to do your post-draft right now, you can. Okay, so post-draft, I would say, I mean, the, the floors do not change, of course, because no, yeah. you're we, seeing the floor. I mean, like I like, we kind of agreed on the floor ceiling, right. except for Mac Jones. So Mine was I would say now with the ceilings, I would put highest ceiling. I still don't have Mac Jones as the highest ceiling. I do have him as higher than the lowest ceiling, though. I now think Zach Wilson has been capped off by being on the Jets. I yeah. think his confidence has been hurt. I Before the draft, I never thought of Zach Wilson as one of the top prospects. I know. I personally thought he was four or five. You know, I thought Mac Jones was the safe prospect. I didn't know how much, how well he was going to do. I figured he was kind of going to be like a Baker Mayfield right now. You know? Yeah. We haven't seen world-breaking stuff from number one pick, Baker Mayfield. You know, it's a safe pick. You know, it's the it's the safe pick. It's not the, it's not the perfect, it's not the, this guy, you know this guy may not be the super world quarterback. He may not end up being like the Aaron Rodgers or, or you Russell want Wilson's. To. Yeah. But you know he's not going to be like the Sam Darnolds of the world. Right. So, Which he hasn't been. Exactly. Um, so so yeah, I would say my highest ceiling, um, I would still say it goes to Trevor Lawrence. I would say second. Ooh, I'd say second highest ceiling is still going to be – it's probably – it might be end up being the same. I'd say second highest ceiling has been Fields. He's flashed. Fields has really flashed, but he's yes. also played a lot of bad football. You know, he's young, very young. But still, he's his coach once again. Bad coach, <laughs> fucking bad. Worse coach than Urban Meyer. I, mm, uh, I think so. It's close. It's, it's very, very close. close. It's very close. But look who has a better record. Right. Right now, Matt Nagy is one game better. Better, yeah. So, well, and and obviously, I'll touch on why I put Lance and Fields. Yes. But um, yes. Yeah. So then, third, I will have Mac Jones. I th- he should he's played a lot better than I thought he would. I oh, thought so he'd be the same. T Law, T Law Fields. Okay. Uh, Jones, then Lance. He hasn't looked great in his limited playing time. I mean, they're still not wanting to put him out there. And Jimmy G is the quarterback. I, you know, it makes sense. Still, you know, they are a playoff team. They are trying to make a push. Yes. So it makes sense you're going to stick with a veteran quarterback. But I don't know. Just from what I've seen of Trey Lance, you know, it may just be because he's a rookie, but. Right. Hasn't looked great. And then my last, like I said, yeah, Zach exactly. Wilson. Zach, I no, awful. thought he was going to be a bust before the draft, and it looks like I was right. I didn't I didn't think he was going to be this bad of a bust this soon. I did not either. I, th- I thought, but he's also injured, too. Let's, let's That's be real true. with that. That's true. Give, give him the, he's going to come back this week. Give him the rest of the season, and he's going to be a starter next year. Oh, of course. Next year? Who knows? He could avoid that sophomore slump and fall out. We exactly. don't know so, um, but one word to describe his season this year, awful. That's it, awful. Um, okay, so we'll move on to the number third pick, Trey Lance. Here's why I have him ranked above Fields. Now, really the only ones that flip-flopped for me, obviously, was T-Law dropped back to, like, if we're going in pick-wise, T-Law dropped back to where uh, Fields was picked. In yes. My opinion. So, so, Lance, yes, his start, he was iffy, very iffy. But just the what I've seen from what he can do. Yeah. When he had the keys to that offense, he did pretty good in when he needed to. But there were times he did bad, you know. But it was his first ever career start. You're going to have that. Right. You know. And, you know. I, I like the upside to him. Right. He has, that, he has that deep ball. He has that run, you know. He has excellent accuracy. That's the other thing. That's what put, me, put him above field for me at the moment. 
at the moment. Let me see Fields with a better coach. Right. That's gonna see because I've I've seen I lost a lot of Justin Fields because I'm a big Ohio State fan. I mean, I go there obviously. Yeah. So I've lost a lot of Justin Fields. One thing he was better than what I thought anybody in the class was, was the accuracy. accuracy. Yeah. He was super accurate at Ohio State. He rarely missed his spot. I mean, of course, you're going to have quarterback miss their spot every once it's, in a while. And it's the NFL, too. It's so different. Right. I mean, you know what? Rookie, NFL. Yes. You're going to be inaccurate. And you know what? He has shown a little less accuracy than I thought he would show at this point. But still, I thought he was one of the most accurate quarterbacks. Right. So that's that's why I'm so high on Justin Fields. So so the, the other thing that kind of brought into account of why I put Fields or Lance put Fields, coach. Coach, yes. You have Shanahan. Uh, Shanahan. Now, obviously, we haven't seen too much Trey Lance. We should. We should see a lot more of him. Jimmy G played good when he needs to. I mean, that's the big thing. Right. Another team will love to have. Would love to have a Jimmy G. <laughs> Shit. Trade him off to the Bears. No. Um, so let's. Uh, I assume you kind of already gave your whole spiel on Field or Lance too, didn't you? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So let's move to Fields real quick. The reason I have Fields where he is, Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy is holding him back. Yeah. That that is the big thing. They they draft him basically to try and save their jobs. I don't Matt Nagy should be fired after this year, like we said last year. Oh yeah, he's three he's three and seven right now, and with the with the talent that, that team has, they mm-hmm. shouldn't they should be at least five and five. But if not four and six. Right. They they should have at least one more win. Now, the other thing, obviously it was his first career start, but he looked god awful. Right. Against the Browns, against he the looked Browns. bad. That was another factor in. Now, I liked Fields, too. You know, right. I didn't think he was deserving a 1, 2, or 3. Right. But I didn't think Lance was deserving of 3. Exactly. I really didn't think Zach Wilson was deserving of 2. No. It, it, but in my opinion, the the way the pick should have gone, obviously you're going to have T-Log go 1. He's the highest out of prospect. I think 2 should either have been Fields or Jones, and 3, Fields or Jones. And then Wilson and Lance fall back. Imagine Wilson right. and the Patriots offense. That would probably be 10 times better. Exactly. And you know half the reason these players get picked so high, you know, the Jets at two. Look at look at all the holes on their roster. Yeah. You think they would have benefited from a Penny Sewell or Jamar Chase? Absolutely. Micah Parsons even. I mean, Rashawn Slater. There, I could name about ten prospects yeah. here that they could have used better than Zach Wilson. But quarterback being the most important position. And the fact mm, debatable. I I may have left tackle above that, but that's just because I'm a lineman. Well, yeah, you, your tackles are very important, but you got to look at it this way. They're probably they probably looked at it in the way. But yeah, look at the quarterbacks Quarterback. coming in this next draft. Right. Quarterbacks, None. quarterbacks are one of the most important positions, and a quarter. Uh, I think you'd rather take a shot at a quarterback than a surefire prospect because you know in future drafts there's going to be surefire prospects. Yeah, there's you know? always, you're always going to have those surefire prospects. Right. Whereas you're not going like this year's up and coming quarterbacks. It's it's all in my opinion. It's all a shot in the dark. Yeah, there's no surefire. This guy's an NFL starter pick, you know. We thought about, you know, Trevor Lawrence, surefire NFL starter pick, and you guys have really, really high upside with, you know, Fields, Lance, Wilson, Jones. You know, I didn't even say say Mac Jones is even, was before the draft, you know, solidified as an NFL starter. Whereas this year, I would say top three, four quarterbacks are Kenny Pickett from Pitt, Matt Corral from Ole Miss, and Malik Willis from Liberty, and Sam Howell from UNC. I'm... I'm possibly throwing Ritter in there from Cincy. He and yeah, Ritter from throw him in the, Cincy. If, if he gets drafted by the right team, look out. Right, but I wouldn't say any of them are up to no. have any of the ceiling that any of those five quarterbacks do. No, 
And I don't think I don't even have the floor of like a Mac Jones or a Trevor Lawrence. Right. So I mean, it's just it's <laughs> for for Fields. Per, personally, I think he would have been a better fit in Arizona if they didn't have Kyler with yeah. Cliff. Oh, it would have been beautiful. Putting um, Fields with Cliff would have been really good. But, but obviously, let's move on to the best prospect right now in Mac Jones. I mean, he has solidified himself as the best for right now. For right now, yes. Um, he just looks dominant. I mean, yes, he's doing these short passes. but He's smart. He's, he's playing a, it smart. He's a smart NFL player. He is smart. And you know what he's done? He has used a lot of his time to watch film. Right. Do all that. He hasn't been fooling around. He's devoted to this team. You know, you can tell. Right. You know, he's doing what he needs to. He's not He's not forcing the ball. He's doing right. exactly what he needs shot. to. He's playing excellent football right now, playing smart football. And you know what? That's how you excel. Exactly. If you don't play smart football, you're done. You know, and, and that's the thing with rookies, you know, you don't expect them to play full on smart football because they're rookies. They're still getting used to the game speed, reading the defense, you know, because obviously all the defense compared to college and NFL is different. You're not going to see the same type of deal. Wow, they are getting anally destroyed. Um, you're, you're not going to see what you did in college. Right. It, it's completely different. So, ooh, those knees are beautiful. Um, and Mac Jones is reading the defense right. He he honestly looks like a fifth-year starter right now. He looks very experienced right now. And, and that is why he torched the Browns the way he did. Right. I mean, it was all with Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, you know, Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, you know, this is the game plan. Let's run with it. Let's exactly. roll. And it worked. It did. I mean, oh, just beautiful. I The Bama fan of me, obviously, is very, it's slightly biased towards Mac Jones, just like you were. You know, you get that slight bias against oh, yeah. the fields. But, I mean, even me, I, I came out saying in this draft, Mac Jones should be higher. You, you remember that? Yeah. I was, like, and I got, it's, he's backing my word up right now. Big time. So, I mean, he could have easily been the number one overall pick. Obviously, if he played in Jacksonville right now, he would not be doing this. No. But he found, he got put into the perfect system right. for him. So, then the question, the question that bodes is... If you put Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, and Zach Wilson all in New England, are they all having this level of success? Because T-Law, no. Fields, no. Wilson, probably. And Lance, like we said, could be yes, could be no. Because in my opinion, Trevor Lawrence, absolutely. Justin Fields, it depends. I don't know. because Trey Lance, it depends. Zach Wilson, maybe. The, okay, so those three right there, T-Law, or T, fuck, T-Law and Lawrence, the same one. T-Law, Lance, and Fields. All have the running instinct. Bill Belichick does not like that quarterback. Yeah. Now, see now, but, Trevor Lawrence. But the quarterbacks he likes, they're all all three of them fit that category. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> except for Lance, technically, and Fields, and Fields. Well, but so, oh uh, yeah, you're right. Um, I look at it this way. I I feel like T Law wouldn't, in my opinion. Because he want he has that instinct to run. Yes, but Trevor has, and he's the read option kind of quarterback. He has definitely established himself as being able to throw the ball. Oh well, we knew that. Right. So he has that ability, and if he gets with a good coach, that can be like, hey, settle down, woman. All 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 three of those running quarterbacks, Arizona, perfect. Seattle, good fit. Yeah. 
I mean, even Cleveland would be a good fit in Stefanski's offense. The the bootlegs would yeah. work perfectly for them. Even you look at um, possibly Philadelphia. Philadelphia could work. I mean, but but Belichick likes his pocket style passers. Right, and, and that's, that's what you're getting see, in I think you Wilson can, and Matt. Right, and I think you could get that from Trevor Lawrence. You could, but I, I definitely still, think you could get that from Trevor Lawrence. I still think in, it, it's his inevitable um, try to run is yeah. in the back of his mind. See, so for Fields and Lance, it all depends. Does Josh McDaniels try to alter the offense yes. for that type of quarterback? And I don't know if they he and would. I don't know if he would because he tried to do it for Cam, and he wasn't a great play caller when he tried to do it for Cam. No. Because it's not Josh McDaniels. Right. That's the thing. He wants his pocket passer. So, I mean, it would be interesting to see, like, you know, if we could go simulate that, you know. Right. Every time simulate it, but. It's very interesting to me to think about, you know, if this quarterback got into a perfect scheme, you know, because in my opinion, Patriots are a perfect scheme. Yeah. Look at Darnold. What if Darnold got to the Patriots? Right. What if any quarterback got to a perfect scheme? How would they play? You know, what, what percent of quarterbacks' failures in the NFL is contributed to the coaches and the schemes that they were put in? Well, right now we know Sam Darnold was coaching yeah. well, in New York. In New York. Well, he hasn't looked good in Philly or No, he has not. Carolina. In New York, that was straight coaching. Yes, he was. He looked a lot worse in New York than he does in Carolina. Yes. So, and, and look at, um, who else is in that draft? Josh Rosen. I mean, if he was He's just not a well, talented. What if you threw him in New, in New England's offense? Right, but it's be also because he had an arm. Yeah. He did have an arm. So, and then look at the rest of them. I mean, Kyler is perfect fit. Ky- right, Dak, Kyler, great fit. Perfect fit. Dak was a good fit. Um, You look at um, Miami, Tua. We're still trying to figure out if it's a good fit with Brian or not. Right. It's, you yeah, know, some it's games, not. yes. Some days, no. And you know what? Brian is defensive guy. He's he's being a, Bill, a Belichick, really. Yeah. You know, he's a defensive guy. He's taking the whole side of the defense for himself. And the offensive coordinator runs the offense. Exactly. I'm not exactly 100% sure on who the offensive coordinator down there in Miami is anymore. Know. But they could use, because Tua is dynamic. He is. He is. So they could use a coach such as, I, I'm just going to say such as, but these guys would never jump ship for an offensive coordinator job. Ryan Day. Matt Campbell. Right. You know, somebody along those lines with those philosophies as an offensive coordinator would be an excellent for Tua. Right. Look at um, Minnesota. Mike Zimmer. Who would fit well there? A pocket-style passer who can run. Right. That's where your Fields and Lance would fit exactly. in. And your Tila. And look, you know what? Look at I Detroit. Think, and right, that's the thing. That is why you saw Chicago, or whoever it was, trade up in front of Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota was going to take Justin Fields. 100%. Man, they came out and said it. They were going to take Justin Fields. And yeah. then they got swiped from underneath them, so then they traded back and picked up Derisaw. Yeah, which was smart in their opinion. Right. Now, look at look at uh, Detroit. We're still trying to figure out how Matt, or not Matt Campbell, uh, Dan Campbell is. But in my opinion, I feel like he wants that kind of quarterback in Fields, Lance, and T-Law. Right? Look at the Chargers. Perfect right. fit would have been... Darnold. Yeah. I mean, even even look at, like, Baker, we thought he found his perfect fit in Stefanski. We don't know yet. We still don't know. Right. We think we do, but I don't think we do, you know? Right. I mean, of course, of course, you're going to have people that are not as talented, not NFL talented, you know, not NFL ready. You know, for whatever reason, they succeeded in college. You know, maybe they just played lesser opponents. Maybe they just 
got lucky or whatever. Right. And that's, but, that's the thing. You know, with, you see like, that, but I would attribute, I don't know, I'd say more than 50% of quarterback failures to being they were put in the wrong place and they never got another shot. Right. Mitch Trubisky is one that I really comes to mind is he had Matt Nagy and he took Matt Nagy to the playoffs. He did. So, you know, I would like to see him, you know, Buffalo would he's, be in a, spot for him. he's in a perfect spot right now with Buffalo. Even, even look at um, Minnesota again. Another Minnesota good, would be a really good spot I keep for going him. back to Minnesota. I, Mike Zimmer could possibly be fired at the end of this year, I think. But still, Mike Zimmer's offense would fit perfectly for that. Right. And it's Kubiak's son. Clint Kubiak is now the offense coordinator over there in Minnesota. Because Zimmer, another defense guy. Yeah. You know, they had they had Kevin Stavansky. They had Gary Kubiak. And now they have Clint Kubiak. Right. So it's all the same principle of that Play run. action run. Play action, bootleg, wide zone run. Which Mitch Trubisky would excel in. He would. Justin Fields would excel in. Zach Wilson might even excel in that system. Yeah. It, it's just it's it's nice. It's it's weird to think about how everything how changes. different everything yeah. would change with a different quarterback, different system. Right. All right. Yeah, we are time. Yeah, we're running gonna, long. Gonna, it's gonna be a long episode. But I'm that's sorry, a, that is all right because you know what, co-host is back. Exactly, and he'll be back in December too. Yes. You you only you only go back for what two weeks? Two weeks. Okay. Yeah. See, I got that right. Um, and then he'll be back here again, too. Um, um, so I should, side note, we can just say it while we're on air. I should be here for three episodes, I believe. So I should have that. We could even do four. We could do yeah. a double week episode we if could. we have to. There's going to be one where I'm going to miss for sure. I'm going to at least miss one week for sure. Heavy That's wisdom right. teeth removed. So oh, that makes it more fun. Come on, yeah. This right, right after. <laughs> right after. <laughs> I think Justin Fields is pretty. Oh, that'd be great. Um, no, we can always work around your schedule, too. Yeah. Like, we're recording on Tuesday. We normally do Wednesdays. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, which also, side note, I do want to promote another podcast. They come out on Wednesday nights. They're out of Wichita, Kansas, laughing on the sidelines. That's kind of what I based mine off. Funny guys. Go give them a listen. That's, that's, a, that's a really good podcast. Go, I mean. go give them a listen. They're, they're awesome. You will laugh. You, you will always laugh. <laughs> anyway. So on the college, so we did have the college football playoffs. Yes, so we are, out. we're going to talk. This about is that. November twenty third, so this is the week twelve edition of the rankings. So we are the third edition of the rankings. Rivalry week. Rivalry week. It's hate week. It's hate week for both of us. So let's let's talk about the rankings. One, one of our games is going to be actually I don't know. Mine is they don't have bonics. Well, we'll yeah, we'll cover that. Let's yeah, do the rankings we'll first. So the the couple surprises here that I had. When I saw this, actually, this is my first time looking at the ranking. Yes. So my first two so surprises. Initial reaction because I watched the show, so I know pretty much all the rankings. I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't have it memorized. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I have a lot of surprises. I would start down. Start down. Oh, we're starting. Work up. Oh, wow. Okay. Start, start down. Work up. Yeah. So my two surprises right now are in the top twenty. Uh, so top twenty. Twenty-five. To, are you going twenty? I'm to going twenty-five. I'm going twenty-five down. So at twenty-five, we have Arkansas. That kind of surprised me. A four-loss team jumping, uh, staying in. Yeah, that's that's a little surprising. I mean, um, whatever. You know what? They want to do them. Houston at twenty-four. Okay. Sure, they're ten and one. They deserve it. This is a surprise one for me. Clemson. Yes, they yes. beat Wake Forest. Yes, they did beat Wake, and they beat them pretty convincingly. They did. I and Wake did not fall back too far. Wake fell back eight spots. Did they fall? Oh, they were yes. ten. That's right. They were ten. I, I forgot. Wake fell. They did. 
So that Clemson being in there surprised me. They're, you they know make what? a bowl game. Ever since, ever since they kind of had that bad start, and everybody called Dabo out, called Clemson out for being a bunch of frauds. They actually have played pretty well. You know what? I mean, they haven't. Obviously, they're not a playoff team. No, they're not an ACC champion team. They're but, still going to end up in the preseason rankings next year, top five. Um, I wouldn't say top five, but they yeah. they will end up in a pretty decent bowl game, I would assume. And I, you know what? I wouldn't even be surprised if they win that bowl game. Yeah. So UTSA at twenty two. That one surprised me. I thought like it should be higher. That's low to me. That is that's low to me. Very low. But then, the thing is, who are they going to be above? San Diego State, NC State, all these eight win teams. See? I would put. I think twenty would be a great spot for them because you can't put them above Utah after Utah just beat Oregon no. by thirty one points. Utah should also be up higher, but I also think Wake Forest should be a little lower. Yeah. So let me, let me just go on yeah. here. Let me let me do the top fifteen here, and then we can discuss. So at twenty two UTSA, twenty one San Diego State, twenty North Carolina State, nineteen Utah, eighteen Wake, seventeen Pitt, sixteen Iowa, and fifteen A and M. That one also surprised me. Yeah, I A&M think should have personally what I think is A and M. Wake, A&M and Wake should be dropped back. Arkansas should yes. be out. UTSA and Utah should be up higher. Yes. I personally, personal belief is Texas A&M is in the rankings because they beat Alabama. Yeah, that's it. If you get an upset, okay, so if we're able to look at teams and be like, they got upset, but that's not indicative of the team they are, you know, kind of not exactly like wipe it completely off the resume, but at the same time, like, you know, we're not going to, like, kill you this season for losing that game. You know, if we're able to do that for good teams, why for lesser teams are we not able to be like, you made this upset, but that's not indicative of who you are. Like, you can't be the right. good team. Because I'm pre- who is A&M lost to? I think they lost to Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and... I think so. Hold on, let's look. LSU? No, I don't think they lost to LSU. We're out of luck. We're out of luck. Hold on, give me one... Because I know they beat Alabama. Yeah, and not by much. Right, it was only by three, and Alabama didn't really play good. Okay, so they've lost to Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss. And Ole Miss yeah. I know that I knew they lost to Ole Miss, but they do have a rank one ranked win, two ranked wins, only two ranked wins, and and that's uh, they they beat the thirteen while they were the fourteen, and then they beat the where's the other rank? Oh yeah, they beat the number so one. They, they, they were on made an upset over Alabama, and who they who's the other one? Auburn. Auburn. One, but and they did beat them by seventeen. But still, right. That's that's a that's a good win. That's definitely. But after that, they played nobody. Right. And that's definitely their lost. best good, like their best real non-upset win. And they jumped up a spot. Right. And you know what? I'm not going to discredit them for beating Alabama because they had a really good game plan. They played really good they football. Did. They they did. And you know what? you can't discredit them completely, but at the same time. You can't just look at this upset and be like, oh, they should be 15 because they beat Alabama. Well, they also lost to Arkansas, who... A ranked team. Right. Lost to Ole Alabama. Miss. They also lost to Ole Miss, who ranked lost team. to Alabama. They lost to Mississippi State. Ranked team. Who lost to Alabama. Mississippi State finally jumped out. So, so it, yeah. I don't know. I I do think Texas A&M should be ranked. Do not, do not like... They should be top 20. think I should. Don't let me. Don't think that I don't think they should be ranked. They should be ranked, but I think they shouldn't be in fifteen. I think if, Utah should be sitting fifteen right now. If anything, twenty-one or San Diego State, UCSA, Houston, and Utah should be up higher. Yes, I would put it. So A and M, Wake, and them should be back. I would put it. You right now. I put Utah at fifteen, Iowa at sixteen, Pitt at seventeen, NC State at eighteen, UTSA at nineteen, 
San Diego State at 20, or A&M at 20, mm. San Diego State at 21. Okay. I would go Houston at 22, Clemson can stay at 23, or I'd, I'd, or, I would okay, have NC Clemson. State at 22, Houston at 23, Clemson at 24, and Wake at 25, or Wake at 24, Houston at 25. See, I'd put Clemson at twenty five, and Wake would still be up. Yeah, it's a very you can't volatile. have See, Wake jump. You can't have Clemson jump Wake. How is it because they run ranked? Right, it's a very volatile. It's a bottom yeah. of this. So we're gonna so. go fourteen to eleven here. So yeah. fourteen Wisconsin. Um, they they played. Yeah. played good. They were started one and three, seven and wins in a row. Is it? I, I, yeah, it's got to be. If it's, they started one and three. Yeah, it's they've played a lot of good football. They will likely be in Indianapolis against Ohio State. Hopefully, I. I don't really. We'll get we'll get to it. No, no, we, we'll be. We have if we lose, we're out. No. Yes. You beat Michigan State. Michigan didn't. You beat Penn State. They have they have one loss in the, in the conference. Oh, okay, fair so enough. if we lose, we'd have one loss in the conference to them. So fair enough. Okay, so then BYU at thirteen, they stayed. Once play. again, good football. These two kind of shock me. Twelve Michigan State and eleven Oregon. I feel like. Personally, they should have dropped back a little more. You know, Michigan State... Oh, Especially... Shit. It's what? I said the word. Oh. You get fucking murdered. Well, right? no, you're, you're not talking about that team, though. Yeah, that's true. So, in my opinion, Michigan State, okay, they they could have been anywhere from 15 to 12, whatever. Oregon and Utah, that one should be different. See, now, for me, Oregon... Lost very convincingly, but that's only their second loss of the year. But yes, they have not looked good in previous football games, but they weren't being penalized for it before. I don't see why they personally get right. penalized for it now. You know, that's a couple of embarrassing, in my opinion, those are a couple of embarrassing losses too. A close one to Stanford, which you shouldn't have even been in that spot, and no. then just a 31 point thrashing from Utah. Yeah, thrashing, which they're going to end up playing again. Right. And, and it's going to probably be Utah. And State got absolutely demolished by Ohio State. I was there. I got to witness that in person. That was awesome. That was a very fun time. Did you leave early? I did not. Oh, nice. Of course not. I wanted to see Quinn play. So Fair enough. I got to see Quinn Ewers play. That was probably the highlight of the whole game. So we're going to run uh, 10 to 5 here. 10, Oklahoma. 9, Ole Miss. That's, probably, that's a high ranking for them. Yeah, Ole Miss really jumped. 8, Baylor. I like that. 7, Oklahoma State. 6, Notre Dame. Do not like that. Five Michigan. Me either. All right. Here's my thought here. Notre Dame should not be six. They're only six because it's Notre Dame. Right. That's the only reason. So in my rankings here, I, I like Michigan at five. I do too. It's I like it there. That's a good It'll spot for them benefit right now. you guys. No, it's perfect for them right now because if they if they somehow pull this game out, they'll jump in. They're perfect. They're vaulting into the rankings. They'll probably vault to I would say three. They may even we may even swap. I don't think we would, but they're vaulting in. And you know what? And they're right on the outside spot, so they can't be in. What could possibly happen is both teams move up and they take four. So then it would be after the championship game, dependent on if everything stays put. And and Bama would win. Bama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati, which is what we don't want. We want Cincinnati. Honestly, I would like to see Cincinnati Michigan because I think Cincinnati would pull that out. Anyway, I think Cincinnati could win that game. so, So here's my thought here. So, yes, we agree five. Five's good. TTU, I should stay there. Six, no. Six should either be Oklahoma State or Baylor. I like Oklahoma State Obviously, at six. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State has a win over Baylor, 10-1, 9-2. Yes. Baylor, then seven. 
Miss Ole Miss at eight, Notre Dame at nine, Oklahoma at ten. That's my thought. That's how I think it should be. Notre Dame should not be in there. They are a bunch of frauds every year. Yes. They play a cake schedule. But they're independent. Yes. But you know why they're ranked that high. It's Notre Dame. They're Notre Dame. They're a brand. Yep. This isn't this isn't about good football. No, it's about you TV know, rankings, tickets, it's about and everything. TV ratings and money. Yeah. I had this discussion with somebody. Oh, did they break? Oh, I thought they broke the glass. So yes, I had this discussion with somebody. ESPN does the college football playoff and rankings. Disney owns ESPN. Disney doesn't care about sports. No. They care about money. Yeah. And how are they going to get money? Right. Ranking the best team. That's why they were so hesitant to put Cincinnati in. Yes. Disney is an entertainment company. So, they're going to give you entertainment. They're going to give you TV ratings and money. So, basically, what I'm trying to say is Mickey Mouse is the one who keeps leaving Cincinnati out of the playoffs, so... Cincinnati fans, if you have, if you're pissed off at somebody, go be pissed off at uh, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, Walt Disney, go and freeze him. So anyway, so yeah, obviously you know, so, I, yeah. I think Notre Dame should be nine, but personally uh, for me, I believe I agree. Oklahoma State at six. I think I'm gonna have to leave Notre Dame at seven. Fair enough. For right now, I would just leave them at seven. You just flip flop the two then. Eight. See, Baylor has to stay at eight for me because they beat Oklahoma, but I think I'm going to flip-flop Ole Miss and Oklahoma. Fair enough. I like Ole Miss up in there. I only only have to flip-flop them because Oklahoma at this point is still a playoff contender. If you can can win Bedlam and you can win against Baylor again, I would say they're in if Alabama loses to Georgia in the SEC championship game. Yeah. Honestly, (laughs) the interesting fact here, this this could get real crazy here. Yeah. If so, four Bama we'll do four through one. Well, but. okay, hold on. If Bama and Ohio, Ohio State lose in the championship game, that opens the door for Michigan and the winner of Bedlam to jump in there because Notre Dame doesn't have the conference championship to fall back on. They're done. This is their last week. So you could possibly see a whole shakeup if this happens, which could leave one Georgia, two Cincinnati. And then the winner of Bedlam and the winner of the Big Ten, which would, if, if I would assume if Ohio State loses, then Michigan would win the Big Ten. My thought. But I doubt it. Yeah. So we'll talk at four here. Or we'll start at one. Georgia, obviously. That's an obvious now. one. But who have they played so far? Not very many people. Yes. That's the other thing. I would agree. So we're kind of seeing them cruise an easy schedule. They haven't had very many tough opponents. The, their toughest opponent so far was Clemson week one. Right. And Which was a seven-point game. Right. You saw defenses. Defenses go to work. You know? What I haven't seen yet is an, a real offense play Georgia yet. We're going to see it in two weeks. We will. We're going to see it in two weeks in Atlanta. Because Alabama's already won the West. So Yes. Both they, teams. Alabama's won the West. Georgia's won the East. They are meeting in Atlanta. That is going to be the, in my game. opinion, the highest-ranked, most highly-watched and anticipated game of the season. Yeah. That's the game everybody wanted before the season. And you won't be here in two weeks, but we'll be on the phone for that. Yes. So. So, okay. At one Georgia, these, I understand why they did it. It surprised yes. me, though. It, it, it was a slight surprise to me. I expected it, but it still was a slight surprise. You expected it last week. I didn't expect it last week. No? Not after Purdue, no. Oh, maybe it was Kurt that said that. I don't know. Anyway. Um, side note. 
Kurt's top four after last week was Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Notre Dame. Out two out were Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. Worst team for me. That's what I said. Anyway, in which I told him Cincinnati would get into the rankings this week, and he was like, no, they won't. Well, no, we're going to get to that. So, two Ohio State, three Alabama. I'm not mad. I get it. Alabama only won by seven. Ohio State won convincingly over another ranked team. Both teams are ranked. Right. And, you know, we're looking at, it was an Arkansas team at, what were they at? 21 at that game? Because I think they just dropped to 25, dropped four. I don't know. They were Sorry. ranked They were ranked pretty low, but Alabama won that game by seven. You know, we went to, or State came to us. We won by 49. I mean, we scored a whole load of points Arkansas, in the first half. Arkansas is a lot better than they're given credit for, though. Let's oh, yeah. real. So for them to only lose by seven is a big win for them and that program going forward. Yes. And in Alabama. That's the hardest thing. They only lost by seven in Brian Denton. Right. So the question is now, to me, is what's going to happen? Well, I guess we should finish this. And then for Cincinnati. Makes sense. Finally, yeah. we get it. We get what we want. Cincinnati right. in the top four. Good for them. As it appears to me, as of right now, if Cincinnati wins out, they're, they're in. in. They're in. They control their destiny now. Right. They finally control their destiny. So And they got the conference championship. Right. So let's go through a couple playoff scenarios, scenarios here. Okay. So okay. first one, which... Obviously, we let's touch on the SEC first. Let's touch on... Bama yeah. wins. Georgia and Bama probably flip-flop. Yeah, so if Bama wins, both are in. Georgia mm-hmm. wins. Georgia's in. Alabama. They could sneak in. They could. If somebody, if somebody loses, they could sneak in. So Here's my thought. Bama loses, right? Ohio State wins. Twice. That means Georgia and Ohio State are in, right? That's two. Cincinnati wins. They're in. If Notre Dame doesn't have the conference championship, that's the biggest thing. So Notre Dame. If Baylor beats Oklahoma State, Bama's in. If Oklahoma State wins, I think Oklahoma State's in. Yes, so here's here's my thought process for this scenario. Oklahoma State wins against Oklahoma. They're going to move up to five because they have a, they beat number 10 team. And yeah. one of two or five is going to lose this week. They have to. You know, they play each other. So one of them has to lose. Yeah. Oklahoma State will hop up to five. Regardless, if, if Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State, they're not jumping that high, though. Because what right. will just happen is everyone will just shoot up. I think, I think if Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State, I think you're going to see Baylor shoot up to seven. Oklahoma go right behind them at eight. Fair enough. Which it still opens... It's still going to be Oklahoma State Baylor because both beat Oklahoma. Well, or not no, not, no. If, not if Oklahoma wins. So if oh, Oklahoma oh, wins Bedlam. Oklahoma plays Baylor. If Oklahoma State wins, they oh, yeah, they're play. both ten one. That's right. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's if Oklahoma wins, it's a Bedlam rematch. Is it? I think it is. Actually, didn't Baylor beat Oklahoma? Baylor beat Oklahoma, but yep. lost to Oklahoma State. If so, if Oklahoma beats, but Baylor also lost to Iowa State. If Oklahoma beats them, and I think they have the tiebreaker. Well, because at this point... So at this point... the Big 12 is not... Yes, it's the top it's top two teams. Top two. So, so right now... They would so have the divisional see. win. Let's see. If if Oklahoma wins, Oklahoma State loses, Baylor wins, we're sitting at 10-2, 10-2, Oklahoma... Or, Oklahoma would be 11-1, then it'd be 10-2, 10-2. So it would be... Baylor, because of the win. Nope. Oklahoma State versus Baylor. Oklahoma State won. Oklahoma State Oh, that's goes. right. That's right. That's right. Yes, so right, it would right. be Bedlam Bedlam rematch, so which could be interesting, right? So I think you'd have Oklahoma go right up above, but Baylor would still scoot up, right? And then, but one of these teams is going to lose. 
in my opinion, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. But in this scenario, Oklahoma State wins. They move up to five because a team drops and no, they're going to have Notre Dame for a ranked win. Right. So at that point, you're controlling your own destiny as long as Alabama loses. Yes. So now, if Alabama loses, Oklahoma State wins. Oklahoma State's going to get back in. Here's my thought. If Alabama loses convincingly, like by three, four, five, maybe even seven, they could still be in. If they get blown the fuck out. There's no way. There's no way. Right. If they lose convincingly, or they have a not game. Not convincingly, because convincingly is like about like 20. Is it? Is it? I yes. Convincingly okay. is like, like if you're convinced about something. Oh, okay. You're sure of it. Um. It's been a long day. Yes, yeah, so if they if, if, they if lose, Alabama loses a tight one. Tight one, there you go. There's a chance that they're in. But regardless, right now, one and two are most likely in. I would say well, one one is in. One's in. One is in. One's not losing to Georgia Tech. Georgia's not losing to Georgia Tech. Who knows? No. Georgia Tech is three and eight. Their favorite Georgia's th- favorite any, by thirty five. Any given Saturday. No, no. <laughs> no. No. And then even if they do lose the conference championship game, unless they get blown out. Which I, if if Georgia loses two in a row, they're out. Oh, of course, but which would open the door for again Oklahoma, the winner of the Big Twelve to jump in. Right. So scenario one we're looking at is Georgia wins SEC championship, Ohio State wins the game, wins Big Ten championship, Cincinnati wins out, Oklahoma State wins. So then we're sitting at Georgia, OSU, Cincy, Oklahoma State. Personally, Depending. to me, personally to me, that's the most. Plausible scenario. Yes, that's the the scenario with the highest odds, in my opinion. Which right puts now. it George, which puts Ohio State, Cincy, and Georgia, Oklahoma State. Which Georgia, Oklahoma State could that, be a great. That game. would actually be a really good game because both. The, I'm pretty sure those are one and two in defense. Yeah. So and then scenario two is Bama wins. Yes, so then Bama wins. Bama stays in, same stays thing, in. but Bama wins. So then we're gonna sit. I would probably go Bama one, OSU two. It'd probably be Bama, Cincinnati, OSU, Georgia. I would say it's probably Bama, OSU, Cincinnati, Georgia, or Georgia, Cincinnati. Either way. So, regardless, I think. Oh no, it'll be Georgia, Cincinnati. They won't. They won't let Georgia play Bama again. In the oh semi. no, no. Georgia would go to four most likely, unless they drop back to two and each one drops back one. Yeah. So they'll but either it, put no. It wouldn't because if Ohio State wins the championship no, so, game, they would drop back to four. So it would be one three. So Bama, Cincinnati, Ohio State, Georgia. Well, it goes one four two three. I thought it was 1-3-2-4 yes, no, now. One, four, two, three. Oh, okay. Then it would so be... So it would be... It would be... It would either put Ohio State at 1, Bama at 2, Cincy at 3, Georgia at 4. Yeah. So we can't have... Because what we're not going to see is... So if Alabama wins this SEC championship game, we're not going to... I highly doubt we're going to see the Alabama-Georgia rematch. Who knows? But something that convinces we, we convinces me we might is... I think the matchup they're trying to get now is Georgia-Ohio State championship. Possibly. You're, you see it on ESPN. They're showing all these graphics. Georgia's defense, Ohio State's offense. You keep seeing it. And I think that's the matchup they're trying to push for the national championship game. And personally, I think when I watch the SEC championship game, I'm going to watch the refs. I think they, Georgia might get help from them because I think they're going to try and push this. Who knows? Well, regardless, no matter who wins that, if they – if if Bama wins, Georgia's still in. So right, Georgia we've seen is it before. In. Right, the number one team loses, they're still in. Right, Georgia is in. They've played a lot of good football. Now the only, <laughs> the so, only scenario left is if one, two, and three so, all no, lose. There's a few, there's a few well, more okay. scenarios. So here's, let's say here's my next scenario. 
This is my next scenario. Ready? Yeah. I w- let's say the Georgia chaos loses. scenario is for last. So, okay. Let's let's give this scenario. Georgia wins. Bama wins. Cincinnati wins. Ohio State loses the game. Okay? Ohio State's out. Yeah. Michigan's in. Michigan wins the Big Ten. They're in. They're in. Which puts, it just shoots everyone up one. I would I would put them over Cincinnati. I think it would just shoot everyone up one. I don't know. Maybe not. Who knows? Okay. Then let's get to the crazy-ass scenarios here. Georgia loses. Ohio State loses. Alabama loses. And Cincinnati all lose in, so, in this week. And then in the conference championship, they all lose again. So I'm going to interrupt you real, just really, really quick. Um, you know, and of course, the other scenario, we have the vice versa where you know, Georgia loses to Alabama, so then you have Alabama, Cincinnati, TTUN, and then, you know, maybe it's maybe it's Oklahoma State if they can pull it out. But if Oklahoma State loses or Oklahoma loses at any point, you know, if they both end up losing a game, if they split this Bedlam series, if they do like a rematch, I think Notre Dame gets in. I think well, that's I think that's why we're seeing Notre Dame up here. Other than the fact that it's a brand, is the fact that it's the insurance policy. Yep. Is that you know, you're not sitting them at nine or ten. And then all these teams lose, you're not going to shoot them up five spots. You're sitting them right here. So if teams lose, you can yeah, one, without, spot, without one, one or two spots right in. So I'd say my crazy scenario is Georgia loses to Georgia Tech. Ohio State loses to Michigan. Bama loses to Auburn. Cincinnati loses to who's their rival. I don't know who they're playing this week. They're not their rival. Okay. Cincinnati loses to whoever, right? Everyone loses one. You have two teams with two losses and one and two teams with one loss. Yes. Georgia drops down. Cincinnati's out. Alabama and Ohio State are out. Alabama goes to play Georgia in the championship game still. Bama beats Georgia. Bama's back in. Yes. Then you have... With all these losses, yes. Ohio State's out. So they're not even in the Big Ten championship game at this point. They lose. So then Michigan would jump in regardless of win or loss, I think. I think if they lose to Wisconsin, they'd drop out. It's... it's, I don't know. That one's one's confusing. So say okay, say they drop out, right? Yeah. So all you have solidified right now is Alabama in at one. That means Notre Dame, the Big Ten, and then one other person gets in. Right. This is the super chaos scenario. The one that I was going to go for first would be, every, we we're all pretty sure of who's going to win this weekend. I mean, I think the toughest game is the game, but yeah, I don't personally see any problems. I don't see any but problems. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to keep up. But Georgia wins, Ohio State wins, Alabama wins, Cincinnati wins. Conference championships. Alabama wins. Wisconsin wins. Uh, and, SMU wins. And Houston, Houston wins. Is it Houston? Yes. So then we have a two-loss Ohio State, one-loss Bama, one-loss Georgia, and now one-loss Cincinnati. So then that pushes the winner of the Big 12 and Notre Dame. And Notre Dame loses this week. Yeah, they play USC, don't they? I think so. Let's just say, let's just say they lose this week. I don't know who they're playing. And Oklahoma and Oklahoma State split. Whole lot of two lost teams. Baylor would probably sneak in then. They might, or whoever wins that Big Twelve championship game might. The Big Twelve champion would, and then one of these three would sneak in. I think. So yes, we have Alabama. And this could jump. So in. if Alabama wins, so they'd be eleven and one. So they'd be one. Georgia would be eleven and one. They'd probably sit two. Cincinnati would be twelve and one. They'd be sitting at three. If we're looking at record wise, yeah. You know, with all these losses, and then you'd probably end up having your first two-loss team in the playoff at, you know, if Bedlam splits, so it'd be Oklahoma has to win this one for there to even be a split, so then Oklahoma State would win the conference championship. They'd probably sit four. So if I'm an Oklahoma State fan, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I 
I feel very good about my team getting in the playoff this not, year. Not to mention there's so many goddamn different scenarios right. that could happen. There's a lot of chaos that could happen we, right now. We don't know what's going to happen. You know, whereas, whereas last year, it kind of felt like, okay, Alabama's getting in, Clemson's getting in, State's getting in. So who's who's just going to be the poor soul that has to get murdered by Alabama? And it was... And then it just, near the end of the year, it just became clear that it was going to be Notre Dame. Yeah. And then they got murdered, Clemson got beat, and then it turned into Alabama, Ohio State, and it was a revenge game. Yeah. That's ultimately what it was. I so. mean, it was a little bit of revenge, a little bit of Alabama had, like, the NFL on their side. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, we had tough Borland trying to cover Devontae Smith. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's in the past. It's over. So, you know, who do you think is the team most suited to beat Georgia? Right now? Or in the playoff? At all. Bama. You think so? Until I see the playoff matchup, yeah, Bama. So if any team, let's say every team, Georgia would just line up on a field every Saturday and just got every team thrown at them. Who who has the best shot at beating them? Okay, every team, in, you want to do top 10 or top 15? Well, I don't think any just, team outside of the top 10 has a chance. All right, hold on, let's look. Maybe. Arkansas can put up a fight. They can put up a fight. They could. Okay. That's Although nice. Arkansas got murdered by Georgia earlier in sure. the year, so... Yeah, but it's hard to beat them twice. That is true. So, if we're looking at the top ten, who could beat Georgia? Bama and Ohio State right now. Possibly Oklahoma State. I, Hold on. And maybe Baylor. I think Oklahoma, or Ohio State, Alabama, and Oklahoma State are the only three of the shot. I I feel like Baylor would surprise teams. Baylor maybe. I don't that's, know if Baylor. I, I don't know maybe. if Baylor can score enough though. True. Because that's the thing is. Oklahoma State, so here's why I think those three. Right. Oklahoma State can stop Georgia's offense enough. So can Bama. Right. Can they score enough is problem with my problem with Oklahoma State. True. Alabama. Very, can score. very solid football team. All you got to do you is know, fucking throw it to either Mechie or fucking Williams. Right. You're, good. You're welcome, by the way. Yeah. He's fourth on our depth chart. You can have him. Six receptions for 122 yards and two touchdowns in the first quarter. That was Mechie. Not Mechie. You, I, we never had Mechie. Jameson. Oh, oh, Jameson. Really? You're welcome right. for Jameson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's projected a uh, best wide receiver. He is. Well, Continue. it's good for him, though. I mean, I don't understand why he thinks Ohio State fans hate him, because we wish him nothing but the best. Does he? Yes. He said oh. he said Ohio State fans were tripping, and we disowned him. Oh. When we were all like, like this is really good for you, dude. Like, Alabama, you're going to get drafted. And, like, you, we knew you weren't going to play here. Yeah, you know we were never like, oh, you suck, get the fuck out of here. Oh, see, I never saw that. But yeah, those three teams. I mean, yeah. But yeah. So Alabama, solid team, and Ohio State, they're going to score on Georgia. I, they're going to score. They, could the they defense. stop yes. Georgia from scoring? I think yes, because I don't think Georgia's offense is all that. No, they're just stopped by the defense. Right. They're right. You get short fields from your defense, holding teams back, and you know. They have enough talent on that offense when they te- play teams that aren't as good that they can score. If if you had to put them through the gauntlet of one, two, three, four, right now, current gauntlet, the current four. So let's say they start, they're going to lose to or they're going to beat Cincinnati. Oh yeah, that's it. I think that's, that's it. it. And and you do it one, two, three, four. So you do it. Ohio State, Bama, Cincinnati. All right, let's move on to our draft. We're running yeah, real long, guys. We're about we've to hit a two-hour episode. We've never hit 3,000 here. Yeah, okay. So, so I made my note at 9.19. It's 11.04. Oh, fuck. Okay. So we're about to hit a two-hour episode here. Yeah. But hey, you perfect. know what? It's, it's all right. right. 
Makes up for the lack of last week's. So we are going on to the draft. It is the worst draft picks of the 2000s, all right? So because Donovan is the returning host, he gets first pick. We've already decided who first two picks are anyway, so. I mean, I think everybody knows who the first pick is. Uh, Mr. Jamarcus Russell is going to go first. I mean, this is the dude who got blank tapes. Yep, Mr. Blank he, Tape. And said he watched them. Said he was watching cover two packages and blitz packages, I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really embarrassing. So, my uh, my pick, he's from the 2006 draft, number 10 overall. Let's see if you can think of it off the top of your head here. I don't think I can. It's, it's, Matt Leiner. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's was, an early one for me. That's why. Well, okay. So... I had a I have a lot here. I have but twenty players, so I have can get this. Nineteen. So, I do not have Matt Liner, so Yeah, so the only reason I chose him is because he is like the next one that I could think of that was big. Yeah. You know. He was he I'm almost sure he won a Heisman. Yeah, he did. So alright, you're up next. Yep. Who's your number two? Two thousand. Pick one. Courtney Brown. Courtney Brown. I mean if you're gonna use a first over, if you're a first overall pick and you produce that way, that's he was on my list. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty bad. So I'm gonna go with uh, 2002 here, Joey Harrington. Oh, oh, who do you think? Oh, you're gonna go with him now, aren't you? I am. I you went three. I'm gonna go one here. I thought you were gonna go one because I think he was a bigger bust. David Carr. Ah, I had him. I I didn't have what year he was or what pick. See, that was the same draft because. Well, I happened to read something. It was the Lions avoided the embarrassment of the bust of drafting the bust David Carr. Well, not really. They drafted Joey Harrington at three. Yeah. Um. So after this, it's kind of difficult here because there's the rest of them are kind of just right. They're kind of little sprawled out all over. So I'm gonna go with um, 2007 here. Mister Beautiful himself, Brady. I Flynn. knew it. I knew that's who you're gonna pick. You know, little side note here. I'm trying to go with, like, in the years. Of. Yeah. You know, little side note here. Yeah. Brady Quinn, he is a college football analyst now. Yeah. He said, C.J. Stroud, is. Le- we should have done a Heisman conversation, but we can do that later. We, we could can. end it with yes. the Heisman. Yes. We can fit it through the Heisman conversation. I just want to let this one ponder through your mind. He said, C.J. Stroud is less deserving of the Heisman than Bryce Young because he has three NFL wide receivers and Alabama doesn't have talent. All right. That is the first time I've ever heard in my life that Alabama is not talented. The first time ever. All right. Um, we're going to touch on that. Yeah. I I love that they try to make a narrative so Ohio State players can't win things. Yeah. Because right now your two Heisman favorites are Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Yes. I mean, so, you could probably throw Jameson Williams in there, but. Yeah, I mean, we could. But, or, 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 or the defensive end from um, Georgia, but Jordan Davis. Yeah, Jordan Davis. Okay. Anyway, you're up now. I'm going to go, I believe it was 2013, pick three, Deion Jordan. Okay. I mean, he had so much hype coming coming, coming out. I mean, he had so much hype around him, and he never produced. I mean, he got into he got into drug problems. He did. And, you know, it derailed his career. But even before that, he never produced. True. I'm going to... Okay, there's six here. I don't think it was 2013. I think that was 2011 that Deion okay. Jordan was drafted because I think 2013 is going to be my next pick if you don't take him. I gotta see if I even have the 2013 draft in here. Okay, I do have the 2013 here. Okay, number three overall, Trent Richardson. 
Mm. I, think, I thought it was 2012. A lot of hype. Performed well in his rookie year. Not good. Well. But after that, could not. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to go with another third overall pick. I'm not sure on the years anymore because I thought Richardson was 13. I thought, or I thought Richardson was 12, and this guy was 13. This guy might have been 14. Luke Jokel. I don't even know. Guard from A and M, maybe. I don't know. He got drafted to Jacksonville. It was Eric Fisher. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. It was Eric Fisher, somebody, Luke Jokel, and Luke Jokel was Luke Jokel was two, I think. Horrific. He was that two was, or three. That was 13 because Rich was 13, three. You know what? He might have been two. He was two and 13. He was two because yeah, because it went because it was the worst teams in the league were us at three. It was um, who drafted Eric Fisher? Did, did the Chiefs draft Eric Fisher? Yes. No. Yes. I don't think. I don't know. We, I don't know. Fuck it. I don't care. That's I don't know. He wasn't. He wasn't great. He wasn't. He was bad actually. But now he's actually developed into a starter. So hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call. Eric Fisher, I mean, Eric Fisher's a busk for being a number one pick, but, you know, I wouldn't say he's, a, like, one of the worst draft picks. I'm going to go with 2012 here. Okay. The oldest rookie of them all. Oh, Jesus. Brandon. Brandon Whedon. You know, I thought about it, and I was like, this is just too bad. It, it was bad. I am going to go, at this time, to St. Louis for a number two pick. Another offensive lineman. I love just bashing on him. Greg Robinson. Oh, yeah. Former Cleveland Brown. I mean, he just never, ever materialized in his career. I don't think he's in the league anymore. What am I thinking of? Are you thinking of uh, Cam Robinson? That's what I'm thinking of, because he was just as bad. Um, He's one of your products, so. Yeah, I know. You know, I I could stick with the, uh, the good old Browns here, and I still might in a minute. But I'm going to go to one of the worst. 2012 again. Number five overall. Justin Blackman. Yeah. And you know what? He would have been great if he never got into that off-field trouble. Yep. He had a really good first two years, I believe it was. That's what screwed him. All right, you're up. I am going to go to the signal callers in this one. Okay. Go to some cold climate. Good wings. Not good quarterback play, especially from this guy. EJ Manuel. I mean, I don't know what they were thinking. I mean, he wasn't even touted as a first-round prospect. They took him in the first round. and That was also the 2013 draft. To the surprise of none, he did not materialize. I'm going to also pick a signal caller here. I've got one, two, three, four, five to pick from, actually. Six to pick from. I have only four left. Um, I do Mr. Jesus himself, Timothy Tebow. Tim Tebow. That's uh, that's not a bad one. He was not. He had one good season. Two thousand ten. One good. One playoff win. That's it. All right. I am. You know what? I kind of bashed on you guys. I'm going to bash on us a little bit. Vernon Golston. Okay. I mean, just highly touted out of OSU. Just never came of it. Did play for the Jets though, so maybe that's why. All right, so I'm going to go with another SEC product here. 2014, Johnny Manziel. 22. Well, bring out the money clips. I mean, just awful. 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 Just, that's all you can say is awful. Um, I'm going to go with a guy, that I, a guy 
I'm not going to go with that guy, actually. I'm going to go with the receiver. Up over in the third largest city in the United States. Flick the bean a little bit. Kevin White from Chicago. That was, that was going to be my next one. I mean, if you watched his college highlights, you would have thought this guy is going to be stunning. Awesome. A stud. Yep. He is going to be something close to Calvin Johnson. You know, nobody's ever going to get to that level again. Let's be, let's just be real, clear and real here. But, you know, you thought maybe he could be esque, Calvin Johnson esque. He was barely team worthy. Not wrong. Um, man. This is tough. Got two spots, and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, spot. seven. All right. Um, I'm just going to do it. 2011, eighth overall pick, Jake Locker. That's another good one. I don't – that was a bad pick. Very bad pick. To the Titans. You know what? I can't, I can't do it, so I'm just going to keep him off the list. But I will go with the guy I was going to go with. Down south. Led UCF to prosperity for the first time. Third overall pick, Jacksonville Jaguars, Blake Bortles. I mean, he had he had one good year. He did he did lead them to the uh, AFC Championship game. Well, he didn't. The defense did. I feel like that's just a tough one to do because they all he also did go to the AFC Championship game. That's one of those where it's like if he yes he but he started there for quite a bit. Right. It's iffy, but should he have been picked at three? No, not right. three. Whereas the things you could have got at three, as opposed to Blake Bortles, that's why, in my opinion, it's such a bad pick. Right. I got you. I'm going to go with another signal caller here. Number two overall to the Washington Redskins, Robert Griffin III. One good year. So, all right. Well, with that being said, I've got some honorable mentions. I do, too. I have a lot. So, let me go first here. I only have seven. Why don't I go first? I only have seven. I have seven, too. So. Oh. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I'll start off. First off, my first honorable mention is any Browns draft pick from the years 2000 to 2016. I think 2016 was the yes. last time we yeah. didn't have a good draft. Because 17, we started with Miles. Yeah. I think we got Miles and Joku and Jabril in that draft. That yes. was a really good draft. You know, unfortunately, we had to send Jabril away. I think it was for the better. To get Odell, so maybe not. But, you know, I would like to see what Jabril could have developed into here. Maybe. But who knows? He was very versatile, but... So first honorable mention, so I'll go with three Cleveland Browns for my first honorable mention. Cameron Irving, Corey Coleman, Barkevious Mingo. I mean, I don't know why we picked any of them. None of them really materialized. Barkevious Mingo had the best career out of them all. He actually had a chance, but no, just was not a good pick at six overall. So what do you got? I'll I'll let you do a couple. Oh, keep going. All right, well. Next one, re- very recent draft, two years ago, Isaiah Wilson, tackle out of Georgia. Yep. Shouldn't have been picked in the first round at all, and then just lazy. Just didn't want to play football. Still doesn't. <laughs> um, D. Milner. Yeah, I that's saw that. Very obvious one. Um, I was going away from the obvious ones because I knew you would probably have them. Yeah. So then my last two are signal callers. Have to do it. First one is Dwayne Haskins. Yep. He has no work ethic. I mean, he has no work ethic. He doesn't want to follow team rules. You saw that. No mask. Went to a nightclub instead of doing team stuff. It's just just a bad pick. I mean, very talented guy, but, you know, his work ethic got the – lack of work ethic, I should say, got the best of him. And the last one, did you know there was nine mistakes ahead of this guy? Yep. Or, or was there ten mistakes ahead of this nine. guy? 
There was nine mistakes ahead of this guy. Josh Rosen. Yes. He's going to win just as many rings as Brady. Actually, if Brady has six, he's going to get seven. Well, right now, you're barely in the league. I don't even know where he's playing right now. That's right, Atlanta, because he threw interception. Yep. So, that's your honorables? Yeah. All right, here's my honorables. 2016, I mentioned him earlier, that if he was in a good a good system, he could have been a lot better. Christian Hackenberg. 2014, Justin Gilbert. 2016, Corey Coleman. Mm-hmm. I was going to put him on my list, but I thought, you know what, there's a lot more that I could put on. Haskins was on there from 19, 15th overall. Austin Seibert, kicker. This was a second-round pick, wasn't he? I think. Cam Irving, Barcavius Mingo, Josh Rosen. And then my other favorite one in the 16th, or 16 draft, Paxton Lynch going to Denver. Oh, that was that's a brutal one. So that that was my honorables. Um, I'll probably post these to Twitter. Probably not. Who knows? I'm lazy, just like Dwayne. Um, <sighs> Except I have a better work ethic, and I'm not in the NFL. Um, so with that being said, let's touch on the Heisman race real yeah, quick. Yeah, so, so let's talk about the fact that Alabama has no talent. But look at but they their were, whole roster. But they were, are, have more five stars than I think any other program in the country. And they have a lot of more first NF- overall draft More wins. NFL yeah. players than anybody in the country. But they don't have any talent. Yeah. I mean, I don't get... Ohio the, State's got a lot of talent too, but goddamn, no. Yes. Yes, Ohio State does have a lot of talent. And yes, you can attribute some of that success of C.J. Strouds to his receivers. But we didn't do it with Kyler Murray. He had Marquise Brown and C.D. Lamb. You didn't do it for Baker? We didn't do it for Baker. He had more talent. Jalen Hurts? We didn't do it for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts never won it, but we didn't do it for him. We still Still. let him get up there. The biggest one to me, though, is we never did it for Joe Burrow. Yeah. He had Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Terrace Marshall, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Why is it all of a sudden for Ohio State that it's an issue, but for every other team it's not an issue? Right. Just, and then today, the Boletnikoff Award finalists came out. Yeah. Jameson's on there. David Bell from Purdue's on there. And Addison from Pitt's on there. Yeah, Pitt. So no Ohio State receivers were on there. Which, you know what? If you're going by statistics, that's fine because they're all sharing it well. Right. They are all going to end up this season with 1,000 yards. Right. Smith and Jigba's already at 1,000. Garrett's at 850. Garrett, I feel like Garrett should have been on that list, personally. I think, I think if anybody should have been on the list, it should have been Smith and Jigba. He had the best season out of everybody. That's a very rough name to try to say. It really is. Because if you say it the wrong way, it's not good. I've heard a lot of people say it the wrong way at the stadium. I'm like, yikes. (laughs) Yikes. But, you know, I just know they're not – I know they're not trying to say it. So I'm not going to say anything because, like, you're just trying to say a name. You know, and Olave is our best receiver. Has the third best production on the team, though, because everyone's double teaming him. But you you look at Bama's receivers. Mechie. Mechie. Jameson. Jameson. Julio Billingsley, tight end, has played really well. You have that one, I don't remember his name, that one Samoan tight end who played really well early in the season. I don't remember either. Against Miami. Yeah. You've got Bryce Young. You, your, your defense. You Brady Quinn needs to just shut up. Right. And then today, so like I was saying, Bletkoff Award winner came out. Brady Quinn said, why are no Ohio State receivers on this list? Makes sense. Huh? Because they're sharing the wealth. Right. They're not, not one is just outperforming. Like, you you could have had two Alabama wide receivers on that. You could have had Matt Williamson right. on there. The whole the whole finalist could have also been all three of Ohio State's receivers. Exactly. There is just, he's an idiot. He needs to shut up. Well, 
That was an episode. That was. With that being said, we are very long here. Very long. Um, I, I do apologize if you're listening and, you know, it's a long one, but whatever. Hey, more power to you. You get a little longer of an episode. Um, we will have probably Kurt back next week. Maybe. I don't know. He doesn't seem to want to drive over here. It's fine. Um, if not, it'll be another two weeks without an episode. Um, but, you know... It's fun. Great to have you back. You get to uh, you get to listen to this for a couple weeks. Then. Yeah, well, uh, we'll listen to one listen too. to one part this week. Listen to one part next week. Beautiful. Yeah, um, we'll have you back again, obviously, um, and then on your spring break too. Yeah, try to get you. I know spring break's probably about a week or less, um, and then over the summer you'll be right back. So, it just breaks in summer right now. It's moving right on by. It really is. So. Um, with that being said, thank you for listening. Again, you can find us on Twitter at Real Mistakes Pod. Him at Van Luz sixty one sixty one. Me Jay Ramkey. Um, you know, tweet at us. You know, if, I don't feel like making a Twitter page soon enough. Maybe we'll have this video uh, videoed and we'll be putting it on YouTube. I'll try. I don't know. That's a lot of work. Um, but with that being said, you know, like we always say. If you have friends, listen. If you don't have friends, get some. Or force somebody to listen. Or pin them, pin them down and force them. Listen to it. Well, okay, Ben Roth is <laughs> Let's relax. Or uh, you could just uh, listen to it yourself by like nine times. Yeah. I don't know. You get bored of it probably by like the second time. But you might get bored of it halfway through the first time. So, I don't know. Well, make somebody listen to it. And, uh, you know, like I always say. Stay stupid, my friends. Thanks for listening. Go Bucks. Go Bama.